Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. The JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Real talk for real Mississippians. Now, here's your host, JT. JT. Mississippi, welcome to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard Gibbard in the chair, along with Rhino in the booth. It is Monday, March the first morning. Rhino, howdy, howdy. All set for another week and another month. We've made it to March again. You know, this was about the time we were just starting to hear rumblings of this coronavirus deal, right? Well, kind of. This is when March of last year is when the snowball got big enough for everybody to go, wait a second, what's that coming downhill? (laughs) Well, I think it, if I'm not mistaken, the second week of March last year was spring break. Seems like it. And I headed down to Disney with my family. And I remember seeing the reports then about the outbreak in Washington State. Remember, that's kind of where it first got started. Nursing home debacle up there. And, of course, Disney was packed, as it always is. And this was pre-masks and social distancing and all that stuff. And what I do remember is asking some of the Disney workers, you guys have any plans at that point nah you know nothing didn't take long for that to change and who could forget nancy pelosi right come to chinatown even de blasio he was uh inviting people to visit the city of new york america's worst mayor maybe in the history of the country But nonetheless, it's hard to believe it's been almost a year. I think it was probably within about a month. By the end of March, you started to see the dominoes fall. Remember with the SEC basketball tournament? Remember that being canceled? And baseball uh, was was changing its approach. NBA, I think maybe the NBA, I want to say, was the first. And they kind of limited, well, just family and... So well, yeah, forth. you remember the the driving moment for the NBA was the player that had come out and kind of joked about it because nobody was really taking it all that seriously at the time, and he had touched all the microphones and and made a show of it, and then came back positive. Yeah, and it was that night that they were like, "All right, if you're already on the court, we're going to finish the games unless one of y'all have tested positive." But uh, we're shutting it down. Yeah. And that was the first, yeah, like you said, domino. It was the NBA. Yeah, got it started. And little did we know at the time what was in store. We couldn't quite comprehend it. I'm not even sure we had any reported cases in Mississippi at that point. I'd seem to recall the first being in Forest County in the Hattiesburg area. Seems like it. 
Now, today there's fairly good news in the state of Mississippi. I think we have, what, 199 cases, I think, was... Uh, Let's see, yeah, 199 and zero new reported deaths, which has become normal for a Monday. Yeah, exactly. So, but nonetheless, though, we are on a rather precipitous decline uh, nationwide, worldwide, in terms of cases, deaths, and so forth. So, in fact, we're on day 300 and. 50-ish of two weeks to flatten the curve. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Oh, boy, that's so crazy. It's the New York Post. You know, my favorite uh, newspaper. They say, this is the editorial board, their opinion, America is getting closer to normalcy. It's absurd to paint it any other way. What do you think? I think so, too. I, I tell you, just going about, people are tired of it. You know, and I'm certainly not suggesting to abandon the mitigation measures. I'm not suggesting that. But I'm just saying in my anecdotal observation, the restaurants don't look like they're at 75% capacity. They look like they're at 120 the uh, and I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying what I'm seeing. I, I'm seeing. I still see, certainly in my area, my circles, pretty consistent wearing of masks. I saw a poll the other day that said uh, this was late last week. I think after the show Friday that like less than seven percent of people say they don't. Yet, if you listen to Joe Biden, you know it's more than half. And of course, it's all those Republicans. The anti-masker people, conservatives, and so you got to look at that and say, "Well, we've been doing," it. and that's like going back to like s- since October, and every other week it's another prediction of dire, gigantic outbreaks, and none of that ever happens, ever. And it was this time last year when Doctor Lock them up forever and throw away the key, Fauci says, don't wear a mask, no reason. We went from none to one to, like, two to as many as you can put on your head. It's been all over the map. He's, his credibility, in my view, is lost. He, he won't put a line in the sand. He's a career bureaucrat who doesn't have to worry about, frankly, being accountable. I mean, that's kind of it kind of almost defines bureaucracy, doesn't it? Like, well, who's responsible for this nonsense? So we've spent four trillion dollars in trying to mitigate I think that's a part of the the quote unquote red tape that's lost on people, especially when you hear that term red tape and and just kind of you you get numb to it. You get numb to the meaning of it, but the the reason for a lot of red tape is to shield bureaucrats and politicians from public scrutiny or to protect their buddies. Totally agree. And speaking of red tape and incompetency and the challenge of dealing with big money and government, you know, my my axiom there is where there's big government money, there's big fraud. Big abuse. $63 billion of fraud in unemployment. 
get this, this is the amazing statistic. It is now estimated by inside the government, by government, the Treasury and so forth, that the amount of fraud in unemployment equals the amount of legitimate unemployment. It's a one-to-one ratio. We've paid out as much in fraud, but we got to do more. And so the House passes this $1.9 trillion boondoggle. I'll get into that in a minute. But going to also give incident number 8,954 of leftist hypocrisy with respect to shutdowns and restrictions and orders. A California Teachers Union president, and it's this white guy with these like two-foot-long dregs. And that's fine. I'm, I'm just saying it just kind of looks weird. Okay. Could be accused of cultural appropriation. <laughs> it just looks weird. I'm sorry. He, so he is one of the most outspoken with respect to, we got to keep the schools closed. This is in Berkeley, California, which is still close. Berkeley, California. All right. He's shot by some folks that he doesn't know are watching him. He's dropping his kids off at a private school that's open. (laughs) That's just, you can't make it up, as they say. So when idiots like that do that kind of garbage, and, and they essentially defy their own orders, they have no credibility. Zero. Open the schools up. Joe Biden, get on the podium right now and tell America these goofy, egregious, selfish teachers' unions, open up the damn schools. Now, there's no reason not to do it. And don't hand me this garbage. You need another $170 billion of junk, only 5% of which in the stimulus bill it has been determined will be spent this year, some of it in 2028. We're going to still have this in 2028? We won't make it that long. Half the country will be suicidal by then. It really is incredible. Sick of it. All right. We'll take a break right here when we come back. We've got Preston Ship, the senior policy counsel for the campaign for the fair sentencing of youth. He's a former prosecutor. We'll talk about sentencing youth at 11.05. You don't want to miss this, folks. We've got the Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn. He and I are going to discuss the tax legislation which passed the House last week. Stay with us. We'll be right back on the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Afraid of falling? You're not alone. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson can help you improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of unique specialized therapists utilize cutting-edge equipment only found at Physical of Jackson. Conveniently located in Flowood, Physical of Jackson can help you get back to enjoying a healthy, independent lifestyle again. Call Physical of Jackson today for your appointment. 601-487-22. 
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. It's time for the annual RJ's Outboard Open House, March 12th through the 13th. Want to win a free boat? Then come on out to RJ's Outboard on Old Fannin Road between now and March 13th and register to win a brand new boat, motor, and trailer package courtesy of G3 Boats and Yamaha Outboards. While you're there, be sure to check out all of the G3 Boats and Yamaha Outboards RJ's has to offer. Boat drawing will be held Saturday, March 13th at 3 p.m. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road at the Reservoir. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated, especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd love to help you. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Jackson area attorneys online at CordellCordell.com. Office in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Free background information available upon request. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. With the extreme winter weather that we've had all across Mississippi recently, the blood supply is very low. And now it's critical that Mississippi Blood Services gets more blood on the shelves to ensure that we have what Mississippi patients need. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you today. That's msblood.com. msblood.com. Richard Cross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Hey, hey. Do you have an opinion on something you heard from JT or Rhino? Go ahead, grab your phone and text it to them. You can text at 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. The JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone the jt show super talk mississippi monday march the first rolling right into march gerard rhino in the studio guiding you through the middle of your day and joining us now preston ship the senior policy counsel for the campaign for the fairness excuse me the fair sentencing of youth good morning preston how are you sir Hey, good morning. I'm well. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. Uh, appreciate you joining us today. So give us a little background exactly on, on what your organization does. 
Well, thank you. The, the Campaign for the Fair Sentencing of Youth is a national organization. It was founded in 2009, and our focus is on eliminating extreme sentences, particularly life without the possibility of parole for people who are younger than 18 years old and replacing them with age-appropriate sentencing alternatives that focus on rehabilitation. So, Preston, you're saying then a, a person, a child, a minor, if you will, under the age of 18, in Mississippi is subject to a life sentence? So, Unfortunately, the, the United you know, the, only, the, the only country in the world that will sentence a kid to die in prison is the United States. Uh, in Mississippi, I'm in Tennessee, uh, but, you know, states all over the country have imposed that kind of sentence on young people. Um, we're fortunate that there's a very rapid, dramatic national trend away from that because, you know, we are, are recognizing um, scientifically what we've known through common sense for a long, long time, that kids are different from adults and should be treated differently. They are in the other areas of the law. Uh, but yes, right now, uh, Mississippi and other states will still sentence a, a person younger than 18 to die in prison. And so uh, I believe there's legislation, Senate Bill 2795, right, which seeks to sort of change parole eligibility. And, and uh, I'm not sure if it changes the sentencing per se, and you can go through that with us, but just in, in a cursory review of it, uh, summary review, that's what it looks like the intent of the bill is. Tell, tell us how this would change this situation in Mississippi. Yeah, so Mississippi has a, a really good opportunity right now with 2795 to grant parole eligibility to a large number of people. You know, Mississippi is not unique in that, you know, over the past 40 or so years, uh, so many of the criminal justice policies have been you know, focused on punish, punish, punish. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we really seem to have thought that we could punish our way out of just about any social problem. Mm -hmm. uh, and what we see is that people, especially young people, uh, have great potential to, to be rehabilitated. You know, we see states all over the country, Arkansas and West Virginia, all the way out to, to the Pacific Northwest, the Dakotas, all of these states are having great success with granting parole eligibility to folks, especially young people. Um, it saves money. It gets people out into the workforce. Uh, folks are, are raising loving families and working. We, we have my organization sponsors what's called the Incarcerated Children's Advocacy Network. And it's 140 people who have uh, been released based on changes in the law like this. We've got substance abuse counselors in the ICANN network. We've got school teachers, uh, restorative justice practitioners, and entrepreneurs. So and it really is a great opportunity for Mississippi to not open the floodgates, not let everybody out of prison, but to just create opportunities for people to prove that they have been rehabilitated. Well, I think the problem is, and help me out here, Preston, is that we, we have a tendency just to lock people up, and we just lock them up. It's pretty much all we do. And then we're surprised when they are released in the cases where they they do uh, serve their sentence and they're released back into society, and they could commit crimes again. And we're surprised by that. Or they they continue to be a draw on society because they, they can't obtain gainful employment, uh, can't take care of themselves, essentially, can't earn a living because they've been locked up and they haven't developed any skills to do so. 
that, that tends to be our approach. And I think what we're talking about here is not reducing the punishment, if you will, for the crime committed, but trying to make sure that we can maybe reform these folks into and rehabilitate them and to be productive members of society, get them off the streets from committing crime when they get out. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I think, unfortunately, what we had, especially in the 90s, uh, flowing out of the federal government, you know, was this tough-on-crime mentality that really did cost a whole lot of money. Um, And we were led to believe that if we care about victims and if we care about public safety, then we just have to lock them up and throw away the key. Yeah. And I think what we're seeing is in states all over the country, Virginia just passed a bill uh, last year. Um, what we're seeing all over the country is states saying, well, you know, this is not a zero-sum game where if we care about rehabilitating people and, and seeing them succeed, uh, you know, 20 years, 25 years down the line, that that somehow diminishes the concern that I feel for victims or for public safety. You know, yeah. I, I can I can care about two things at the same time. What do you say, Preston, to the family, let's say, of a victim uh, uh, of homicide? What do you say to them when you're, uh, I guess, calling for releasing someone who's been sentenced for that crime, releasing them back into society? Yeah. Uh, Well, I started my career as a prosecutor here in Tennessee, spent several years prosecuting cases in the Tennessee Attorney General's office uh, and have, have had really hard, emotional conversations with people who have lost loved ones. And so it's never something that we want to gloss over. Um, Victims and and people who have lost loved ones should be at the absolute center. They should be the focus. Um, Right now, they're not really, um, if we're being honest, because 90% of these cases are resolved through plea agreements uh, and, and people who have a story to tell about harm that they suffered often have no opportunity to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we don't really follow up with them to, to check in and see how they're doing one or two years or five years down the line. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to, to your question, you know, I think what we have to do is we have to understand that, you know, if you have someone who has committed a violent crime, a homicide or a rape, you know, or something awful like that, um, they need to be held accountable. You know, there's, there's no question about that. And, and, uh, the, the victims, the people who suffer the harm need to be involved, um, you know, in trying to figure out, you know, what that needs to be. But if that person um, invests in their own rehabilitation and if they're able to demonstrate after a quarter of a century or so that they have changed and that they are ready to go be productive member of, uh, members of society, um, that justice is not offended by us giving them that opportunity. Tell us in the short time we have left, uh, Preston, how this bill, uh, Senate Bill 2795, how, how would that change the current environment in Mississippi? Uh, well, I think two things. You know, number one, um, it creates hope. You know, anytime you give people the hope that if they do what they need to do, um, they can they can possibly get a second chance for themselves. That changes the equation. And all of a sudden, you know, you have a prison population um, that is motivated to be better. Yeah. Um, for the larger state, I think what you what, what it what it represents is an opportunity to deal with the mass incarceration problem 
that is crippling um, in so many different states, but Mississippi as well. You know, I think a lot of folks in Mississippi are concerned that what has happened in Alabama could happen in Mississippi where the, yeah. the prison system gets to such a bad place that the federal government intervenes and all of a sudden it's just, you know, really, it gets really bad really fast. And so this is an opportunity to deal with some of the overcrowding, um, to get people who've been rehabilitated out. Uh, and, and and see that, you know, the system is working more as, as I think it was designed to do. Yeah, and it costs a fortune, but what we don't want, and, and you're not advocating for this, of course, we don't want to just transfer those costs back into law enforcement if we release people that, frankly, uh, have not been uh, rehabilitated to the point where they can be productive members of society and not go out committing crimes, which costs money, costs society money. We, we want to eliminate those costs altogether is the goal here. That's right. And especially when you're talking about young people, there was a study uh, out of Montclair State University earlier this year because these bills have been passed, you know, long enough now that we're having great success, yeah. found a rate of recidivism at 1.14 percent. You wow. know, So this is a group of people that do not reoffend when they're given that second chance. Yeah. And uh, appreciate you joining today, Press. I just want to say before we exit here that this bill passed, uh, uh, folks, this bill did pass the Senate on 2921 this year. Uh, 44 to 4 with four abstentions. So I believe it's been referred to the Corrections Committee in the House. That's a, as of 224. So I'd say it has a good chance of getting to the governor's desk, and I suspect he'll sign it. Preston, appreciate you joining us today. Uh, interesting topic area, and, and stay on it, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. We'll be back with more here on the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. DNS Diamonds is a quaint little jewelry store located on Market Street in Flowood. Our specialty is offering great values on jewelry you typically won't see in other stores. From antique and estate to our own custom designs. From decadent to affordable, you never know what you'll find on your next visit to DNS. And if you have unwanted, broken, or out of style jewelry, we can purchase it, consign it, or help you repurpose it. DNS Diamonds, where the N stands for Newton. 144 Market Street between Mia Bellas and the Great American Cookies. Hey guys, I'm Michael Clark with Ace Bolton Screw Company. We have been locally owned and operated for over 50 years. Come by and check out our newly remodeled store. We've got all the biggest brands of power tools and hand tools. DeWalt, Milwaukee, Makita, Channel Lock, Irwin, and Lennox, just to name a few. Let us help you get the job done right. Come see us at Ace Bolton Screw Company, Jackson, Tupelo, Atlanta, and Gluckstadt. I was a drug addict for 16 years, but I've been sober almost seven years now. Christian business owner and family man. At Adult and Teen Challenge, we're helping rescue men out of addiction right here in Mississippi and teaching them how to be productive members of society. Help us by donating a vehicle to our vehicle donation program. Any condition, running or not, we pick it up, we do all the paperwork, and you get a tax deduction. Contact us, 601-572-7296, or go to mercyhouseteenchallenge.org. Thank you for helping us get our dad. 
Walking into Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is like walking into a spa. With its relaxed atmosphere and luxurious setting, you'll definitely feel at ease. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, you can choose either a male or female doctor, whatever makes you more comfortable. Plus, Carter Sledge has the very latest in technology, like same-day crowns. Find out more at cartersledgedental.com. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, our smile begins with yours. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right, because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change a life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org. Make a donation and help change your life today. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Education groups have been critical of the proposal to eliminate Mississippi's income tax and raise the sales tax, and it includes language regarding a teacher pay raise. Senator Daniel Sparks addressed those concerns. This doesn't touch education, and the, the goal of this bill is to try to stimulate growth, is to try to generate more revenue, is to try to be more attractive to businesses to move to this state for you know the brain drain that we have to be reversed. I mean, 5% more that you keep of your paycheck is a big deal. And a bill aimed at restoring voter confidence in the election process and to try to prevent voter fraud is being introduced by several senators, including Cindy Hyde-Smith. The legislation would establish much-needed national standards and guidelines to safeguard the accuracy and integrity of federal elections and prevent fraud. Among other things, the Save Democracy Act would prohibit automatic voter registration for federal elections, require citizenship verification, and require full Social Security numbers for those registering to vote. In response to COVID-19, Pine Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services is offering telehealth services. During this time, health and safety are important, which is why they've expanded their offerings to include telehealth services for children, adolescents, and adults. They have outpatient teletherapy sessions available, and Pine Grove also expanded its telehealth services to include its intensive outpatient program drug treatment program. Also, all Pine Grove Evaluation Center services are available via telehealth. Patients may call Pine Grove's National Service Center at 888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com. This is Will Primo. I've spent my life outdoors and even made a career out of it. I've learned valuable lessons from being in God's great outdoors. Lessons like how much the health of our natural resources adds to all our lives. I hope you'll join me in supporting House Bill 1231. Your support gives us all a better place to call home and protects our natural resources for future generations. Please call your legislature and Lieutenant Governor Hosey and ask them to support House Bill 1231. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. In a world full of noise. Devastating the latest news. Finding information that matters to you can be overwhelming. 
That's why Super Talk is here. Here we go. To filter through the noise, to cut through the clutter, to deliver real information, and discuss how it affects you. You'll know what's important and why it matters when you listen to Super Talk Mississippi. JT Show. What is wrong with you people? Super Talk Mississippi. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. What in the world is that? That is Through the Fire and Flames. I, I had to play it because I listened to a podcast about Guitar Hero and Rock Band over the weekend. <laughs> this song was incredibly difficult on Guitar Hero. I, I bet. Just listening to the drums there, I can also tell you there's much... Hand foot separation, as we call it. That's that's when you've reached the pinnacle of drumming. Is when you can get try it, folks. Sometime, if you're not a drummer, try to get your right foot to do something different than your right hand and left foot in your left hand. When you can do that, that's when you can crank out some pretty cool licks. Todd Shurman, who plays with sticks, go watch video. Of that guy, the fastest hands you have ever seen. And my other favorite is Dean Castronovo, who played with Journey for about 10 years. Oh, my gosh, he can just blow it up. Okay, so lots of uh, misunderstandings about this bill, Rhino. It, it always is when you talk about criminal justice reform. I think everybody all automatically concludes, oh, you can go commit a murder and you're out in two days. That's what people think. By the way, this bill has bipartisan support. Sponsors include Senators Juan Barnett, Robert Jackson, Albert Butler, uh, let's see, Willie Simmons, uh, Samson Jackson, Democrats, Bryce Wiggins, and Daniel Sparks on the Republican side. So just a quick look at it, quick scan of it, just so folks will know, uh, Crimes ineligible for parole, and this is an underlying section, meaning this, these are changes to code sections. Uh, any sex offense is defined in a certain section. Trafficking and aggravated trafficking, human trafficking, any offense that specifically prohibits parole, any offense to which an offender is sentenced to life imprisonment, any offense to which an offender is sentenced to life imprisonment without eligibility for parole. And there's also murder. Any offender who is sentenced for capital murder, murder in the first degree, or murder in the second degree is defined in the section. So violent crimes is defined in this section. So it's just a long list. And also keep in mind, this simply grants some degree of consideration and authority to the parole board. They don't have to do squat. But, again, locking up people forever, certainly, for nonviolent crimes, I don't think makes a lot of sense. It's costing us a fortune. And, and there's the habitual offender of nonviolent crime provision that currently exists as well. So it's not – I just wanted to, to – I mean, uh, an example of the 
the penalty for, say, robbery with a deadly weapon, as defined by Section 97379, shall be eligible for parole only after having served 75% or 30 years, whichever is less. And it just means eligible. Correct. Doesn't mean they're granted it automatically. They have to prove, and hopefully we have been working towards reforming, rehabilitating them so that after they serve 75%, we can let them go and don't have to worry about them anymore. They won't, and I mean from a, from a crime perspective. So anyhow, I just want to clarify that. It's, it's uh, just looking at some text on the ceasefire tax line. I think there's some, uh, some misunderstandings. I just wanted to clarify. That's all. Uh, Turning our attention to the great Tiger Woods, it is now being suggested, is it, Rhino, and uh, listeners, our audience, that he fell asleep behind the wheel. That's what the word is. Forensic, it would not be the first time, oddly enough. No. Forensic experts suggest Tiger Woods may have fallen asleep at the wheel. That's the report that's circulating now, just moments before his crash. Okay, I'm going to tell on myself here. When I was uh, in college and had to work in the summers to uh, pay my way through, my parents helped as well. I don't, I don't want to say that I had to pay my whole way. And it wasn't nearly as expensive today even relatively speaking, as a percentage of income. But I started in the working in the bowling business in the eighth grade. I was an old bowler, uh, bowled tournament and competitively for many, many years and got a room full of trophies that my wife won't let me put out. She says they're cheesy. She won't let me put them out. I think they're great. I got like some four-foot you know, bowling trophies, a little statue on the top releasing a bowling ball. Anyhow. I started working out in West Jackson uh, on Lynch Street at what was called the Cotton Bowl back then, not far from Jackson State. And I moved over to Laurel Lanes in North Jackson when I was, like, in the 10th grade. And I used to run the counter, and I'd worked in the back uh, fixing problems on the pin setters during tournament play. I started out actually doing manual scoring at, like, age 12 uh, in tournaments before you had automatic score. And they pay me a, a buck a game. So it's basically like a dollar for, you know, an hour plus. Because I could do the little math and stuff and knew how to do bowl score. Anyhow, in the summers when I was in college, I couldn't get my counter job, so I worked as the janitor. And I would clean the whole place up. I'd show up at about 1 o'clock in the morning and work till 8 o'clock in the morning, 9 o'clock in the morning, cleaning the whole stinking place up by myself. And so uh, would routinely, unfortunately, fall asleep on my trip back to West Jackson from North Jackson. And there's nobody on the roads, as you can imagine, a lot of times, especially when I was getting off early at like 6 o'clock. But even in the 7.30 a.m., 8 o'clock, not that many going in that direction. So one morning, I'm beat. And I'm turning the curve in my neighborhood, trying to keep from dozing off. And I did. And as I turn a curve, which is climbing up a hill, I impact a vehicle parked on the road there in my neighborhood. It had been purchased the day before, and the owner of it, a physician that wasn't far, had his office not far from where I lived, was in the front yard and watched the whole thing. 
and I crashed into it because I fell asleep. So falling asleep at the wheel and crashing into stuff, and even in some cases, I'm sure deaths occur, accidents occur, it's a real thing. The cool thing about today's technology and modern vehicles, they got all kinds of stuff that'll stop them and keep them from doing that, which would which would cut down on that. In uh, 1978, they didn't, by the way. You were lucky to have power steering and power brakes and air conditioning. So I just wanted to yeah. share a little anecdotal history there that is consistent with Tiger. His situation turned out to be a lot worse than mine, just messed up two cars. Dug into it a little bit, and the reasoning behind the conjecture that he fell asleep is there was no braking and no steering correction until after he was already off the road. Yeah. Yeah. Which is indicative of falling asleep. You get off the road, it wakes you up, you slam on the brakes, jerk the wheel, that kind of stuff. So Chris from Chad, excuse me, from McGee says, how about checking his cell phone? Haven't heard a word about that. Believe he would have to grant permission to do so. That's all. That's been a debate since we had the terrorist out in Los Angeles, remember? And Apple refused to release the uh, mechanisms to break through the security, the private, to to essentially invade privacy, and that's a very difficult one. There, so it's a difficult issue to debate. But I suspect Tiger would grant that. I could be wrong, but anyhow, that uh, that's the conclusion at this point, or, or at least one of the highly suspicious uh, conclusions, that he fell asleep. I, you know, that just kind of makes sense to me, honestly. But he, he did make a statement yesterday, seems to be doing better, and hopefully he will be able to recover completely. Well, and if you remember the, we said it half-jokingly that this isn't the first time, the the other incident he had involving falling asleep at the wheel was after a surgery. He was prescribed pain medication. He took the pain medication, got behind the wheel, yeah. started nodding off and pulled over and just fell asleep behind the wheel. And that's where the police found him. Not saying this is medication related, but he did just get through a surgery and he's recuperating for back surgery. Yeah. All this. So... Mike in Gulfport, by the way, says, I've fallen asleep at, at the wheel twice over the last 55 years. With Tiger's money, I'd hire a chauffeur. And that's and a lot of people think that, and, and it's, it's a certainly a, a reasonable uh, kind of thought. But Tiger likes to drive himself. He's made that very clear. He likes the experience, for whatever reason, of driving. And, and this time, unfortunately, got him in trouble. Mike also said, I wonder how the prisons feel about this bill from listening to, um, we had Commissioner Burl Kane on Friday interview, I think he'd be in favor. I suspect he would be as well. But I'm speculating here, folks, we didn't ask him that. Stay with us. we got another segment this hour on the JT Show.
This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks, 1-800-647-8540, or on the web, MajesticMetalsINC.com. Since 1920, many great beginnings in Mississippi have begun with a diamond from all Britain's jewelers. Since then, we've changed in many ways, except in our commitment to our customers. Hi, I'm John Albritton. At Albritton's, we realize how important a diamond is to you. That's why our trained gemologist inspects every stone we sell. Whether you're buying your first diamond or celebrating your 25th anniversary, you can be confident of our quality and value. Come see why, since 1920, the people of Mississippi have chosen Albritton's as their diamond store. Hi, this is Dale Danks with Danks, Miller & Corey. With more than 100 years of combined experience, we have the expertise to handle even the most complicated matters. When you need a lawyer to fight for you, don't compromise. Contact us online at DanksMillerCorey.com. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley's specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. This is the opening agri-market report. At the opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, May cotton was up 277 to 9160. July cotton was up 259 to 9230. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, May soybeans were up one and a quarter to 1405 and a half per bushel. July soybeans were up three cents to 1394 and a half per bushel. May corn was down five and three quarters to 541 and three quarters per bushel. July corn was down three and a quarter to 531 and three quarters per bushel. At the Mercantile, April live cattle was down 55 to 119.45. June live cattle was down 45 to 117.97. April feeders down 105 to 141.52. May feeders down 92 to 144.15. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is up 635 points, 31,567. I'm Dixie Williams, and this is the Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. As a farmer, I want a cooperative that's there for me. Not the other way around. A local co-op that works for me and works with CHS. To connect me with local experts, I know and trust. And put a global network of markets and supply at my fingertips. A co-op that's here to help us. Own every day. When you're an owner of a local cooperative connected to CHS, you get local expertise, a proven efficient supply chain, and global market access. Learn more at cooperativeownership.com. Everyone these days is trying to connect by sharing what makes them special. At Adama, we know what makes us special. A secret recipe for successful crop protection. Ten scoops listening, two scoops crop protection. Why so darn much listening? Because we believe good crop protection starts with good listening. We pay attention to what's keeping you from the harvest you deserve. Once we know your pain points, we come back with ideas created just for your brand of pest. Adama. A-D-A-M-A dot com. Let's you talk and us listen. 
This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Time to talk, but still want to make your opinion known? Well, you know you can send JT a text message, right? Go ahead. Text your thoughts to 601-879-4395. That's 601-879-4395. Use your fingers and join the conversation on Super Talk Mississippi and supertalk.fm. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk, Mississippi. Delivering facts, fodder, and fine music. This Monday, March the 1st. All right, Gary in the Berg says, Didn't know Gerard was a bowler. Have, uh, do you have your own bowling ball? I, I've got several bowling balls and uh, and bags and... I know it's crazy. I've got custom-made shoes, and I don't have Don Carter's autograph, Gary. I wish I did. Don Carter, I think a Hall of Fame member of the PBA, the Professional Bowlers Association. He's not the who do you think you are I am guy, is he? I don't think so. I mean, this guy was, I mean, he was bowling in the 70s and 80s. That I recall, but that's an old name I hadn't heard. And then he started, or a, a oh, that was company. Pete Weber. My bad. Pete Weber was awesome. Yeah. And then there was Earl the Pearl Anthony, left-handed. I know all these guys. It's crazy. Now, I used to hustle. I had I could do bowling tricks. By the way, I used to hustle folks after they'd had too much to drink when I was in high school. Could pick up the seven ten split, but I'd have to set it up down in the lanes. It's kind of a little secret involved in that, but it was all. Done from behind the foul line. It was a legally thrown ball. It just went in the gutter intentionally. That's a legally thrown ball. And it would bump uh, the pin, which would be set up either the 7 or the 10. You'd set it up. That would be the splits in the back of the rack, by the way, that are far apart from each other. And there's spots down there where the pin setters set the pins down. They're literally round, and they're the size of the bottom of the pin. But it, as long as a pin is touching any part of the spot, it's considered under the bowling rules legally on the spot. And so I'd set it up where the uh, the middle of the pin that kind of protrudes out into the gutter, it was still sitting on partially on the spot. And you'd, I'd lodge an 8-pound, a, a light ball, against that pin that was hanging out over the gutter, throw it in the gutter, and it would impact the pin, which would slide the ball over to the other side and take the other one out. works every time. I made a lot of money hustling that that trick shot to the unsuspecting folks that had been drinking too much. That oh, you can't do that. Okay, sure. Put your money up, and we'll see. If you don't think I can, yeah. So it used to do all that stuff. Hadn't bowled competitively in twenty five years or so. Used to carry a two hundred average. Was a scratch bowler. Never bowled three hundred. Uh, two ninety two. And a bunch of 260s and 70s. Can't do that anymore. I don't think I could break 150 these days. But anyhow, a lot of fun. Uh, so 
there was I know we've got the speaker coming up uh, later today at, uh, after this break and after the news to talk about the tax bill. So lots of questions and misunderstandings about that. We'll cover those. I know probably the 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 area or the group that is having the biggest heartburn or or those on uh, retirees that receive uh, income from exempt income sources such as Social Security, four hundred one ks, pensions. I think military retirement and so forth, <clears throat> PERS as an example, if you're a state employee, it's, it's exempt from tax, income tax in Mississippi. But they may realize an increase because of the bump of 2.5% on uh, all retail items other than food, which is going down by uh, eventually to, from 7 to 3.5% starts out going down to 4 Anyhow, we'll get into the nuances. I've run some models. I spent a little time this weekend. I, ran, I built some models, uh, some estimates of uh, individuals and married couples with two children at various levels of income. I didn't do a retiree because that's easy. They don't pay income tax now. So whatever the uh, it shakes out as far as their spending on food versus everything else, that's going to be the difference it makes to them. I know the farmers have a lot of heartburn because the uh, sales tax on farm equipment and implements is going to go from two, uh, excuse me, one and a half percent up by two and a half percent to four. It's absolutely true, uh, but they also get the break on the income tax side. If they're certainly if they're successful in their farming operations, they're producing profit, and that profit, if they're uh, organized as an S corp, pass through entity, that profit flows through to them at an individual level. Anyhow, we'll get into that. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's somebody else that said something. Yeah, Paula Starkville, he just said, I've nodded off many times driving, getting getting off work. It's very real. Yes, it is, and it's very dangerous. And uh, he says, I normally stop, get out, walk around. Good idea. You know, somebody told me, eat um, Lifesavers. And so I've done that before, driving late at night to try to keep myself open. Well, that's like the old bomber pilot trick of agitating the roof of your mouth with your tongue. It's pretty much impossible to go to sleep while doing that. Yeah, exactly. Life Well and Supply says, I know of a woman who killed her husband for the insurance. She got 25 years for murder and 80 years for insurance fraud. You know, that's a sentencing issue. It has nothing to do with criminal justice reform, but I, I, get, I hear you. I get it. We'll be back as the Moody Blues bumps us out. We've got news coming up, and then the Speaker of the House. Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. News. I'm Chris Foster. Doses of Johnson & Johnson's coronavirus vaccine are being shipped out now, the third vaccine approved for emergency use in the U.S. The new doses will add nearly 4 million shots and are being delivered to the states in time for injections as soon as tomorrow. Johnson & Johnson says it will deliver about 16 million more doses by the end of this month and 100 million total by the end of June. The FDA okayed the emergency use authorization for the single-shot vaccine on Saturday. CDC advisors also added their stamp of approval yesterday. Fox's Tanya J. Powers. Without naming the company, President Biden in a video message is supporting Amazon warehouse workers in Alabama as they vote on whether to join a union. The choice to join a union is up to the workers, full stop. Amazon is accused of and denies engaging in anti-union tactics and propaganda. Voting started February 8th and runs through March 29th. America's listening to Fox News. 
Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. Whether it's getting the kiddos to school. I love you. Bye, Mom. Or taking it off-road and uphill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Woo-hoo. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. We've got the right tires for you. Tire Depot has a huge selection of tires for every budget and every purpose. From everyday drivers to extreme off-road performance, Tire Depot has you covered. Alignments, mounting and balancing, lift kits, and general repair. Tire Depot at the Reservoir in Brandon and Terry Road in Byram. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A mass shooting at a nightclub in Claiborne County has claimed the lives of two people and injured several others. Authorities say the shooting, which took place at the Wilson Lounge in Pattison early Saturday morning, also injured eight people. They were transported to local hospitals. Six people are currently in custody, and more arrests are expected. Now the Senate will take up the sprawling coronavirus relief bill. Jared Halpern with Fox has more from Capitol Hill. The House-passed American Rescue Plan will be revised in the Senate, notably a provision raising the federal minimum wage was deemed out of order by the Senate parliamentarian. Democrats do not have the votes to set aside that ruling. The White House has not signaled a willingness to do so. That means if the Senate approves the $1.9 trillion COVID relief measure this week, it will need to be bounced back to the House. I'm Kelly Bennett. Hey, y'all know that Mississippians love the great outdoors, right? Well, the time has come to invest in the future of Mississippi's greatest asset, our natural resources. And we can do this now with the passage of House Bill 1231. This landmark legislation creates an outdoor stewardship trust fund by using proceeds from existing sporting goods sales without raising any taxes. The trust fund will improve outdoor recreation, protect clean water, and promote agriculture conservation efforts and forestry operations opportunities and preserve our natural resources for future generations. So if your passion is hunting whitetail bucks or fishing the coastal marsh for redfish and specks or just enjoying the outdoors with family and friends, then we all realize the importance of preserving nature as the heartbeat issue affecting our quality of life. So call your state senator and Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman and ask them to vote for House Bill 1231 because Mississippians love the great outdoors. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. Last week, the House passed a bill to eliminate the state income tax over a 10-year period. Representative Becky Curry says the process still has a long way to go. It's got to go to the Senate where, you know, they're going to tweak it if they pass it. We don't even know that they will, but it will be tweaked again and we'll have to go through all the details again. That bill would also raise the state sales tax to 9.5% to make up for lost revenue. Ole Miss is preparing to welcome students back to campus in the fall. Ole Miss Chancellor Glenn Boyce made the announcement that the upcoming fall semester will be offered fully in person and on campus, citing the distribution of the vaccine and ability to adapt as the reasons behind the decision. Boyce went on to say that adjustments will be made if necessary based on government orders and public health guidance. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. 
heading to the coast to hit the casinos, or maybe just a relaxing getaway for a few days. When you drive to the coast, tune to 106.3 Casino Radio for all casino promotions and exciting things to do while you're there. And it's not just casinos. Casino Radio has everything you'll want to know to make your stay on the coast an amazing one. From all of the great restaurants, nightlife, recreation, and more, Casino Radio has it all. So when you're on the coast, discover everything that's happening from 106.3 Casino Radio. This is Jake Mangum, not some actor wearing a red shirt. Whenever I was up to bat at MSU, I would see Farm Bureau Insurance. They supported me then, and they take care of me now. I couldn't ask for more supportive teammates. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Just when you think you've heard it all. Heard it all. Heard it all. Heard it all. It's time. It's time to kickstart another hour of the JT Show. Freaking ease. On with the show. Showtime. Now, here's more with JT on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio today. It's Monday, March the 1st. I'm glad it's March because you know what I noticed on the way in this morning is that the grass has started to turn just a little. You can see little hints of green and clover popping up and stuff. But anyhow, that's uh, to me, it means spring is in the air. But joining us now in the studio, our good friend, the Speaker of the House, Mr. Philip Gunn. Good morning, Mr. Speaker. Hey, Gerard. Good morning. Good to be with you. And I, I too, am fascinated by that. I noticed the Bradford pears in my yard are, are budding out. Yeah. A week ago, they were in ice. Today, they're budding out. <laughs> that's uh, that's just hard to fathom, isn't it? I, yeah, but it, it's uh, it's God's way, and it comes around it every is. year, doesn't that's it? That's exactly right. Yeah. I was also listening with great interest to your, uh, your prowess on the bowling lanes. Yeah. yeah I had to actually take a, a physical education class in college, even though I played football. They only gave me two uh, credits, uh, two credits. I had to get two more somewhere else and so i took bowling okay and uh i improved a little bit but uh i'm not at nearly at the level as you are apparently and i, I appreciated the the 710 split uh tip. how about the trick yeah 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 i'm gonna have to try that <laughs> next time i get out there but yeah, yeah i'd learned what a turkey is a turkey turkey uh, for uh, three for strikes the, in a row. That's right. Thank you, sir. For the benefit of our audience, a turkey, a double is two in a row, and a turkey is three in a row. And what you're taught in keeping score is that when somebody has a string of strikes going on, you don't fill the score in until they don't strike. Yeah, that's considered that's bad right. luck. So. And, and I will say that may be the best thing I learned out of that class was how to keep score. <laughs> now nowadays people don't have to do that; they have it's the all automatic. Yeah, and that, yeah, it's unfortunate, but I did learn how to keep score. I got to tell you, and I'm not kidding. I think one of the reasons I'm able to do math pretty good in my head is from keeping score 
countless games when I was a youngster. Yes, sir. Um, adding this back and forth stuff. But, but anyhow, have you ever rolled a perfect game? No, sir, I haven't. Two ninety two is my highest. I, oh wow! I, I rolled. Um, that means you missed one strike. Yeah, at the oh, end, you did not get one uh, strike. Yeah, yeah. What do you I, mean at the end? It was the last ball you threw. Yeah, and the three at the end, the tenth frame. Is the way that works out. Right. So, um, yeah, so it was the last ball I threw. Oh, gosh, and, what a heartbreak. And it only counts if it's in sanctioned play, by the way. I don't know if you knew. You can't just I go out to the lane and say, oh, yeah, I bowled a 300. It's like, kind of like, like hitting a hole in one with nobody, nobody around. You got it. Yes, sir. <laughs> so before we get digging into taxes here, how's the family? Everybody's good. Thank good. you, sir. Good. And uh, more importantly, I, I'm, I, I believe on the COVID front, we are hopefully turning the the, the, the corner. I have tried to talk to Dr. Dobbs uh, regularly, and I know at the Capitol we've been very blessed this year. We've not had an outbreak, and uh, vaccines are coming online within the in, the in the community. With warm weather coming, I'm hoping that as the vaccines increase, our our state will begin to put this behind us. I do, too. And, and I went and had uh, first dose last Thursday, talked mm-hmm. about on the air Friday, went over to Vicksburg, the Pemberton Square. Uh, very well done, very well orchestrated. Uh, will have to admit that on Friday I tried to go out and swing a golf club after the show, and my oh, arm was a little sore, but Saturday it was fine. Yeah, the arm, the arm is very sore after the shot. That's yeah. true. But it's better than the alternatives, the way I put that. <laughs> so, oh, wow. So wanted to have you on to discuss this uh, tax legislation. I believe it's uh, HB 1539? 1439. Excuse me. All right. Off by one there. And a lot, it's it's a big bill as by state standard. Uh, a lot of that's because of the incorporation in the old code sections. And Yeah, let's, let's touch on that for a minute. Because yeah. I hear that thrown out as a red herring by yeah. those who want to object to it. I think it's important for the listeners to understand how bills are drafted. When we draft a bill, you have to bring forward the entire law that you're changing. If I'm changing one number in a bill, I still have to print the entire bill. The bill may be 20 pages long, but there might be only be one change in it. Yeah. So a lot of people who, who want to oppose this are, are using that as a red herring. Yeah, it's 300 pages long. But I went through this weekend, and if I counted correctly, the number of changes that are, that are in this bill are less than 20 pages. So it is not something that is impossible to understand. The last part of it is a teacher pay raise. That entire, I don't know how many pages it is, but you have to bring forward the entire code section on teacher pay just to change the numbers. Yeah. So they don't even have to worry about that part of it. And then the other parts, about half of it, is just bringing forward code section. Drafting laws or rules require us, anytime you write a bill that may affect, doesn't have to affect, but it might affect another aspect of the law you got to put that law into the bill so about half of this is stuff that's that's not even changed and of the part that is changed it mounts to less than 20 pages if i counted the lines wrong if people want to pull it up they just go to the legislative website there's a way you can connect hb 1439 and all you got to do is look for the underlined parts the right. underlined parts are the parts that are being added or changed so for those people who are trying to say oh this is a long bill oh it's complicated no it's not it's less than 20 pages of changes and they're not hard to understand so i I want to clarify that that is not something that is the impact is major but the the understanding of it is not that complicated totally agree i i browse the bill myself and of course 
uh, when I look at those bills, as you suggested, Mr. Speaker, I, I always focus in on the underlying sections. Right. Uh, underlining those uh, words, those statements, indicates that those are the changes being made. And that's what I focus on. The rest of it, I know, is just existing law, existing code, and I don't pay attention to right. it. And when you look at that bill, that's mostly what it is, is existing code and existing law. So, And so at a high level, uh, I'll just put it out there and let you comment. It, the the uh, intent of the bill or what the bill proposes to do is ultimately abolish the uh, income tax in the state. After 10 years, it starts out by increasing the the personal exemption. Uh, on an individual to forty-seven seven, and on a married couple to ninety-four five, is what that amount is. It's beginning July one, twenty twenty-one, right? Is is when that well, will take effect. Well, we have to we have to be clear here. We you know we, we pay our taxes on a calendar year, but That's the state right. of Mississippi operates Part on year. a fiscal year. Right. So yes, it doesn't actually begin until calendar year January 1 of 2022. Yeah. That's what the accountants call the mid-year convention when they do the calendar. Right. That's correct. But but nonetheless, that's the and the general idea is that we continue to increase that exemption each year based on achievement of certain revenue targets and that that's a little bit of a complicated a little bit of calculation, but the Department of Revenue would do that, present that, and decisions would be made accordingly. On the other side, there's a reduction, <coughs> excuse me, of grocery tax Taxes uh, starting out, it, which are currently taxed at the full seven percent state tax rate, reduces that to four and a half percent, ultimately down to three and a half percent. Correct. And then there's an increase on sales taxes, basically on everything else by two and a half percent. And we should also point out everything that is presently taxed at zero remains taxed at zero. That is correct. That is correct. We're we're not implementing a tax where one does not already exist. The beauty of this, and 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 you and I may have talked about this before, um, but I will repeat it here again. This has been a work going on for about four years now. About about four four or five years ago, we had a series of hearings during the summertime where we brought in tax professionals to talk to us about just basic tax policy. What is a good tax? What is a bad tax? And right. they cautioned against income tax. You do not want a system based upon income tax to the extent that you can get away from that. What you prefer is a system based upon consumption taxes. It is a more fair tax. It allows it it spreads that burden across all all, all the the whole the segment of of our state and it captures out-of-staters who are coming through who are not paying an income tax it it allows the taxpayer to control within his hands how much tax he pays versus an income tax where the government just tells you how much you owe here the taxpayer can decide if i don't want to pay the tax on that particular item I just don't go by the item. So it puts the power of the purchase, at least more of the power of the purchase, back into the hands of the taxpayer. It spreads that burden among a broader pool of people, and it makes it more fair and more stable. Everybody in this state is is taking advantage of the benefits that, that government provides, police protection, roads, bridges, schools, all of that. And it's only fair that everybody share in the payment for those things. And so, Mr. Speaker, one question that's come up is that the, at the, uh, there are some localities that have a, additional tax that is earmarked just for that. Like the city of Jackson, there's an additional bump on that. Uh, that. For a city to do that, a municipality to do that, 
that requires essentially permission from the legislature, does it not? Well, those type that, that those type taxes are not included I, in. I dips, know they're not, but but those are what we call local and private issues. Yeah. Many cities around the state want to tax hotels, restaurants, yeah. that sort of thing, and they use those dollars for specific purposes. That is a separate bill that has to be passed. You got to get a resolution passed by the board of right. whatever the appropriate board is, be it the supervisors, the city council, and then it's voted on by the people. That's a it's a referendum, but gotcha. that, that's a totally different animal than what we're talking about. Got gotcha. you. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back and talk okay. a little bit more. We've Great. got the Speaker Thank of the you. House, Philip Gunn, in the House. Thank you. Pure Air Consultants is your heating and cooling professionals. And they're ready to work for you. We're the home of the once-a-year $119 heating and cooling service special, along with 24 months, same as cash, and no credit check financing. Call us at 601-939-7420. That's 601-939-7420. Or online at MyPureAirConsultants.com. That's MyPureAirConsultants.com. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. (laughs) Are you feeling it? (sighs) Green, the new degree of comfort. I'm Phil Bryant, former governor of Mississippi. I want to share how Mercy House Adult and Teen Challenge is beating dependency and addiction with real results. Families are being restored and relationships healed. Donate a vehicle today in any condition, running or not. Old paperwork is handled and vehicles are picked up and taken away. Donations are tax deductible and 100% of the money stays right here in Mississippi. Call today at 601-572-7296. Thank you for helping us get our daddies back. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide key technology solutions to power your business, like temperature kiosks, smart security systems, backfile scanning, managed IT services, digital lockers, and more. RJ Young will help you to ensure safety and productivity in the workplace. To learn more, visit rjyoung.com slash covid the time is now. The savings are huge. The place is Ridgeland Mitsubishi. That's right. It's the best time to save like never before on your next new vehicle during the overstock sales event at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. We're receiving truckloads of new Mitsubishis, and we need to move our current inventory. This means big savings to you right now. Pay just $189 per month on new 2020 Mitsubishi G4s. That's $189 per month. And pay only $299 per month on new 2020 Mitsubishi Outlander Sports. Bad credit, no credit, no problem. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved. No matter your past credit history. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle and we'll give you the best possible price for it even if you don't buy a new one from us. Come save like never before during our overstock sales event at Ridgeland Mitsubishi where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi G4 stock number 1709. Outlander stock number 1712. 1999 down 2.9% for 84 months. Hey there, this is Jody Adams at Ridgeland Medical Clinic. We are now accepting appointments for chronic and acute care as well as walk-ins. We are conveniently located off Highway 51 in the Oak Place Shopping Center. I invite you to call today. That's Jody Adams with Ridgeland Medical Clinic. Our phone number is 601-790-7711. We offer the gold standard COVID-19 PCR testing with next day results. We at Ridgeland Medical Clinic hope to see you soon. Our number is 601-790-7711. 
Now here back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. with all the news, weather, traffic, and info you need to start your day in the Jackson Metro area. Right now, more of the JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi, 97.3. For a complete transcript of today's show, write down everything you hear. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Is that Phil Collins? He wrote it. He wrote it, right. That's where I'm getting it from. What's, uh, who makes the decision on the music that's played here? Rhino pretty much is in charge of that. I could I could submit a request. Most Can of the time you? he honors I it. I didn't know if it's kind of like baseball players <laughs> get a walkout song or something. If you, as a host, get to dictate the music. Oh, no, sir. That Rhino's in charge on that. All right. I don't have that I'm sort not of familiar authority. with some of these tunes, Rhino. you got to get some George Strait on here for me or some Vince Gill or stuff like that. Alan Jackson. Can I put in a request? Absolutely. Alan Jackson. You got that rhino mr speaker go. all right so uh, i will uh lots of questions on the ceasefire text line good discussion here I, I just wanted to clarify the fact that if uh if this bill is going to increase sales taxes on on certain items certainly uh by two and a half percent in general and there's folks that are worried about cities and counties piling on into that uh, fray as well but you just explained it is a uh it's a gauntlet, frankly, that, that has to be completed to just raise taxes at the city level and the county level. But And I didn't realize that the delegation of that district has to agree to it. The, the state delegation has to agree to it. And then it has to go to a referendum. So the people would have to vote themselves an additional tax at the local and private level, as you described. And I just wanted to clarify that, although I know that has nothing to do with this bill. Yeah, and that's a, that's a good point. And I will say it changes from state to state. But in the state of Mississippi, we do not give the power to tax to the cities or the, or the counties. They have to get permission to do that from the legislature. And that is only done after, let's say, uh, you and I were talking about the city of Vicksburg, just as an example. Yep. Uh, let's say the city of Vicksburg wants to implement a one-cent tax on hotels and restaurants. A lot of cities do this because they want to do a project, pave a road, build a building, whatever. They have to get permission from the legislature to do that through what we call a local and private law, which is a totally separate animal than any of the, the general laws we're talking about so what they would have to do is to get a resolution passed by the city or the county whatever the appropriate entity is has to be unanimous then it has come to the legislature then the delegation of that city or county i'm talking about the legislative delegation has to all be on board with it before that bill ever comes out so that's the second hurdle it has to pass and then the third hurdle uh, is generally a referendum yeah and they've got to put it to a vote of the people and people have to vote so the, the, there's a lot of safeguards there to to, to they have to go through before that ever tax owned any additional tax. I think the bottom line is that's a non-issue. It's really non-issue not, not related, related to this. this. All right, so uh, I took the liberty of building uh, some models on uh, individuals and a married couple, uh, assuming they had two children, a family of four, essentially. And, and the model I built uh, just had various levels of gross income. It computes federal income tax, Social Security, state income tax. Under the current model, and then the cha- under the changes, and it estimates how much they spent on housing, health insurance, retirement, other insurance, gas, food, and other. And the reason I, I built it that way is because 
Say housing expenses, rent, for example, in Mississippi is not subject to sales tax. The idea is to get, well, about how much are they realizing in terms of savings of income tax, savings on food, and increase on everything else. That's what I was trying to get to. So I, I'll just share with our audience, and then, and then I'll let you address it. In the models I ran at, for an individual at the 15000 25000 50000 $100,000, $150,000 level, every single one of them incurred a savings. Every one, every one of them. Now, you Absolutely. could argue that my estimates are wrong a little bit, but I can tell you, folks, you can make little adjustments there. It doesn't change it. They're still going to have a savings. The bottom line is you will get more money back in income tax elimination than you're going to pay in a sales tax increase. Yeah. And and the reason for that is, and I, and I ask people to stop and think, calculate the things that you pay sales tax on. You don't pay sales tax on your house note. You don't pay sales tax on your insurance. You don't pay sales tax on the money you put aside, you know, uh, for savings or whatever. Retirement. Your retirement. You don't pay sales tax on gasoline. Don't pay it on gas. We have that in there, too. We have an excise tax in Mississippi on gasoline, not sales tax. So now, stop and think. What do you pay sales tax on? Well, it would be clothes, food. Furniture that you may buy once in a lifetime or once every 20 years, that sort of stuff. So if you sit down and calculate just the items that you spend sales tax or pay sales tax on, then that's the number you need to figure out, well, this is how much I'm spending on sales tax. That's going up two and a half pennies. What is the additional sales tax I'm going to have to pay? And let me give you a number that that we got, and I'm I'm thrilled that you did that because you've, you've really proven the point here. But the Consumer Price Index took the numbers that we got, and I guess we could get them for other categories as well. But a person or household income between forty and $50,000 generally spends about $10,000 a year in tax sales taxable items. Right. So they're not spending the other $30,000 on. They're spending, like we said, on their house note, on their insurance, on the other things that are not taxable. They only spend about $10,000 a year on tax sales taxable stuff. Under this model, they would pay an additional $250 a year in sales tax. But I'm giving them back in that category fifteen to two thousand fifteen hundred two thousand dollars. So the net gain for that person would be seventeen fifty in their pocket. And a household of two, it's double that. So the point is made that you're going to get back more in income tax refund than you're going to pay out in sales tax. Why is that? Because you're broadening the base of taxpayers. Right now, that amount of money that's being borne in our budget for the income taxpayers is only being borne by the income taxpayer. Yep. But when you broaden it to a sales tax, everybody in the state of Mississippi uh, helps contribute to the to the payment, plus the out-of-staters who come through. Yeah, I, I got to I think you. everybody needs to embrace that. They need to realize this bill is going to put more money into your pockets. Which what are you going? What are you then going to do with it? Most people are going to go spend it. So that turns the money over even more. And those people who sell items uh, make more. And we could use the cars as an example. Um, let's say the sales tax is going up on cars from five percent to seven and a half under this model. Under the information I have. Everybody, the average is to buy, purchase a new car once every seven years. All right, that's not the Philip Gunn model. I run them till the wheels come off. <laughs> but I will tell you, most people buy a car once every seven years. Okay. So I'm if you're if you're a person that makes fifty thousand dollars a year, 
I'm giving you $2,000 back. So for the next seven years, you're going to get $2,000 that you get to keep in your pocket that you don't have to give the state of Mississippi. That gives you $14,000. The additional sales tax you would have to pay on a $20,000 vehicle is $450. Yep. So you got now you got the opportunity not only to cover the sales tax, but you can go buy a more expensive vehicle. Yeah. If you want to go buy a $60,000 car, the additional tax is 1500 bucks. But there again, I've given you $2,000 back that you get to keep into your pocket. So under every scenario, you end up with more money in your pocket under the income tax refund, if you want to call it that, or elimination, than you're going to pay out in a sales tax. Precisely what my analysis shows, and, I, and my numbers, by the way, are fairly consistent with yours. So I want to ask you about uh, the retired folks. So folks living off of uh, retirement income, which is not subject to income tax in the state of Mississippi. That would be 401K, uh, private pensions, public pensions, Social Security. Those income sources are, are exempt from state income tax in Mississippi. So the, the argument from those folks, Mr. Speaker, is that they would incur lower potentially taxes on food, provided they're not purchasing their food using SNAP, food stamps, which is not subject to sales tax, and a higher tax on everything else they buy. Therefore, it nets out to be uh, an increase in their overall tax burden. So respond to that. Well, uh, first of all, let me just say that that the, the scenarios that I'm aware of, the, the, the net is generally a wash. Pretty close, or I would agree. it's just a significant amount, just a insignificant amount. Uh, again, going back to uh, my, my the information we had that shows that a person who makes uh, 40, if a household income between forty and $50,000 spends about $10,000 a year in taxable, sales taxable stuff, the increase there is going to be $250 in tax. Yep. over the year. Yep. Now, I have just done an informal poll among some senior citizens and retired people that I know, and I've asked them, how much do you spend per week in groceries? And most of them tell me around 100 bucks. Some of them have actually been more than that. But they spend around $100 a week in, in groceries. Now, yep. I'm sure there are going to be exceptions to that, but that is kind of my, on my informal poll. That's what it is. Well, you multiply that times 52 weeks yeah. of the year, and you do the math on the sales tax, it's about $360, yeah. $400. But I'm cutting it in half. So half of that is going to be 180 to 200 So in that scenario, yes, you're paying a little bit more than sales. You're paying 250 in sales tax, but I'm giving you back 180 to 200 in, in grocery tax elimination, we don't tax medicines now on them. Uh, they get I- I- additional benefits on the homestead when they turn Property 65. So we have tried, we've tried to this point to treat our senior citizens, uh, you know, in, in a fair way. Yep. And so what, in that scenario, they would have to absorb about 50 to 70 bucks a year. I think that's doable. Yeah, I think that's doable. And when we're putting the power of purchase, you got to go. We got to meet. You got to go, Mr. Speaker. Can you stay? Uh, I I can stay. Stay. But we're putting the power of purchase back into their hands so they can control that. Will. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly cheesesteak sandwich or wrap, melt-in-your-mouth pulled pork sandwich, and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. 
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. You know, when reality sets in and you hear those words, we're moving, creates lots of emotions. Gallo here, been there, done that. No matter the reasons, you want two things, don't you? Sell it for the highest price and sell it as fast as possible. Lee Garland, the Garland Group of EXP Realty, they've got it down to a science of success. From professional agents with thousands of active buyers to a Garland Group guarantee to sell your home quickly and for the top dollar. Just ask Bob and Sharon who heard the words, we're moving. They called and the Garland Group of EXP Realty went to work with an explosive marketing campaign, including a professionally produced virtual tour. Their home sold in just days and for $2,500 over the list price. Lee Garland gives you the options like instant cash offer with no showings, no repairs or hassles, just cash. So after you utter the words, we're moving, call my friend Lee Garland and the Garland Group of EXP Realty. 601-983-1130. And check them out online at LeeWillBuyIt.com. That's LeeWillBuyIt.com. Are you an employee or employer in search of flame-resistant clothing that'll protect your arms and legs but won't cost you an arm and a leg? Well, ESI Supply has you covered, literally, with full coveralls, button-down long sleeves, two-button cotton pullovers, and jeans to go with them. ESI Supply is your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. If we don't have it, we can get it at prices that won't burn the pocketbook. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. And online at ESISupply.net. ESI Supply, your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental, where we create a comfortable environment for our patients. Capital Dental offers general and family dentistry and teeth whitening. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A mass shooting at a nightclub in Claiborne County has claimed the lives of two people and injured several others. Authorities say the shooting, which took place at the Wilson Lounge in Pattison early Saturday morning, also injured eight people. They were transported to local hospitals. Six people are currently in custody and more arrests are expected. Now the Senate will take up the sprawling coronavirus relief bill. Jared Halpern with Fox has more from Capitol Hill. The House-passed American Rescue Plan will be revised in the Senate, notably a provision raising the federal minimum wage was deemed out of order by the Senate parliamentarian. Democrats do not have the votes to set aside that ruling. The White House has not signaled a willingness to do so. That means if the Senate approves the $1.9 trillion COVID relief measure this week, it will need to be bounced back to the House. I'm Kelly Bennett. Hello. I'm Will Noble from Moorhead, Mississippi. I'm proud to be a catfish farmer. And being selected as Mississippi's Catfish Farmer of the Year means a lot to me. 
I pride myself in raising healthy fish for you to enjoy, and they were raised right here in America. So please make sure you and your family are receiving the best U.S. farm-raised catfish. This message is brought to you by the Catfish Institute. For more information, visit uscatfish.com. This is Will Primo. I've spent my life outdoors and even made a career out of it. I've learned valuable lessons from being in God's great outdoors. Lessons like how much the health of our natural resources adds to all our lives. I hope you'll join me in supporting House Bill 1231. Your support gives us all a better place to call home and protects our natural resources for future generations. Please call your legislature and Lieutenant Governor Hosey and ask them to support House Bill 1231. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. Thousands of Bulldog fans have subscribed to the Thunder and Lightning podcast. Have you? On each episode, Brian Haydad and Joel Coleman give you an inside look at your Mississippi State Bulldogs. The Thunder and Lightning podcast is free and available on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Thunder and Lightning on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thunder and Lightning from Supertalk Mississippi. Covering the Bulldogs like no one else. Opinion known? Well, you know you can send JT a text message, right? Go ahead. Text your thoughts to 601-879-4395. That's 601-879-4395. Use your fingers and join the conversation on Super Talk Mississippi and supertalk.fm. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn. Our guest today, we're talking about the House bill. It passed the House last week, uh, sweeping tax reform in Mississippi to ultimately abolish the state income tax. House Bill uh, 1439. Yes, sir. Said that right this time. There so, you, you know, uh, Mr. Speaker, the, the, the two groups, I think, that I see as being the most outspoken um, I don't want to say they're being critical, but concerned. And concerned because there's there's lots of p- false information, and a lot of times it's just partial information that is being circulated around. Um, so you, you talked about the model for the retired folks. I agree with you. I came to that same conclusion. I think it's perhaps a, a moderate increase. And I'll just throw this out out there and and just as something to maybe think about and i don't want to start anything here but uh maybe there's some sort of amendment that could on a short-term basis phase out a a credit to seniors for the assumptions of additional sales taxes that that mm-hmm. they're incurring as a result of this it would be just a credit a refundable credit mm-hmm. uh in their tax return just an idea to kind of soften that blow, although I think it's a very small and minor, moderate blow. I would also say, in no disrespect to, to seniors, uh, you and I are headed in, in that direction, I believe. Oh, yeah, we're not far away. We're not far away. No disrespect whatsoever. And I want everybody to have as low taxes as they possibly can. But the fact is, everybody else is having to pay taxes on their income. And and so this is a way to get way more people, uh, more money in their pocket. Right. Uh, and, and we've got to be considerate of that as well when we think about our overall economic health, our economic future. I think this is protecting our economic future, frankly. I agree with you, and I think you make an excellent point. You probably should run for the legislature. Um, we have the ability 
to uh, modify this. The legislative process is, is what it is. It's a process. And so we passed the bill last week. The deadline for passing this bill is about a month away. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason for the bill not to continue through the process. There's yeah. no reason it needs to die. You raised the point about the moderate increase on senior citizens, and I think for, for those who may experience an increase, it will be moderate. It is, this is the illustration I gave for the break shows that the, the amount of money that they may, and I, I'm just saying worst-case scenario, that they may incur is going to be minor. It's something they can completely absorb and control. It's not going to, to be something that uh, is devastating. But your point about a credit is, is a prime example of how legislation is made. This bill now resides in the Senate. We can address that. We can do something exactly like what you talked about in the Senate. Do an amendment, fix that, address that, so that there's no impact whatsoever. Right, and uh, bring that back to the House, and and we can uh, either agree with those changes or negotiate those changes. But there's no reason for this bill to die. No. This bill needs to survive. The benefits of this bill are extraordinary, and yes, they sir. outweigh anything, uh, any any of the negatives. I, you're so right, Mr. Speaker. And I got to tell you, I got contacted by my representatives as well, and others. Uh, what do you think? And I said, you know, you got first. This is good legislation. You got to vote for it. But and I don't care what happens in the Senate. Second, we got to keep the conversation going on. Got to this. keep the conversation moving. Got to. I mean, if it maybe we need to uh, do some adjustments around the edges, just like this one I suggested. Okay, we can take a look at that and adjust our future revenue Correct. models in terms of adjusting the exemption in the future. But phase that in, not make it a permanent deal because it's it's not. So and that goes to the point we said in the very beginning about people saying, "Oh, this is sprungless." Oh no, you, you got a month to to, to, to read yeah. it, digest it, offer suggestions, offer improvements. We're open minded. We're willing to. To, to take we want we want a bill as, as as solid as we can make it and so uh as i said it's less than 20 pages of changes yeah. read it offer ideas suggestions we'll take them it's a month before this thing has to be passed so we got plenty of time to read analyze and discuss yeah so there's a question from chris from past christian wants to know and i can answer this real quick what are we doing with a lottery tax there's not a lottery tax chris a lottery corporation as you guys know i'm on the board and the lottery corporation uh, is a uh, kind of a hybrid public-private entity. All of its net profits are transferred to the state. It's what's called net proceeds. That was $105 million after its first year of operations. $80 million goes to roads and bridges. The rest of it goes to the education enhancement um, fund. So I just wanted to kind of make sure that's understood. The, the other area, the other group that comes up, Mr. Speaker, as, as you well know, is farmers, because they're going to realize, first of all, they're getting one heck of a break than the rest of the world gets because they only pay 1.5% um, on the uh, farm equipment implements, uh, I think, logging equipment. And you know as well as I do, sir, I, and, and I was on the air talking about this last week, if you go to the, the Department of Revenue's website and look at sales tax rates, there's a section, sell. it is a gigantic page. And you can just see that there's been a, external influence on every one of those rates when you start look, <laughs> i'm saying that as nicely and diplomatically as i can sir that's a good way of putting it uh, but external I, influence it's external yeah, a lot influence. of people like don't railroad supplies and stuff right? you know cr- crazy lot, things like that a lot that. of the, the citizenry does not understand that many industries get a preferential tax rate already the citizens currently are paying seven cents sales tax uh but some of those other industries you mentioned do not. And so, in fairness, under this bill, we just thought it's only fair for everybody to do their fair share. Yeah. Again, 
nobody who was paying zero tax has been given a tax. So the people who are paying zero tax still are paying zero tax. But there are certain industries. You mentioned railroads, uh, automobiles, uh, And I'm not putting a knock on those guys, no, sir. I'm you not, know I'm we're not. not putting a knock on them. But I just thought if, it's, if, if the citizens are going to be asked to go up two and a half cents on sales, they can do their fair share and go up two and a half cents, too. And the, the, the relative difference is still the same. Yeah. So, so while under this bill, the sales tax, the general sales tax goes to two and a half cents, the uh, the the other industries that you mentioned are still well below that. They just going up two and a half cents to doing their fair part, and, being and good citizens like the rest of the citizens. And and I would say they need to think about all the people who are working for them too, who are in the sales department, in the service department, all these other industries whose whose employees stand to gain tremendous benefit under this bill and their very own customers who stand to gain tremendous benefit under this bill they they uh, will end up in my it is my belief that they will end up in a whole lot better place than than they are now because people have more disposable income to buy their services and their products and it clearly makes the state more competitive from an economic development perspective you and i were talking at the break all our neighboring states have higher sales tax rates right. than we do but they also have income taxes on top of that, and in, under this legislation, we would eliminate our income tax and just kind of normalize our sales tax rate to be equivalent to the neighboring well, states. Well, that's an excellent point, and I, the, the figures that I saw uh, currently, uh, Louisiana has a 9.5 sales tax, Arkansas is 9.5, Tennessee's 9.55, and Alabama's 9.2. We're at 7%, so we're well below those states now. But the difference is all of those except Tennessee – have an income tax by going to a two and a half cent increase to nine and a half we're right in the ballpark where they are but the difference is mississippi no longer has income tax yeah and those other states except tennessee does and and to your point about economic development i have a house member who stood up the other day in, in, a, in a meeting and told me he said uh, he's in a, a retail business he sells stuff and he said, I'm always trying to recruit talent, as he called it, the young people, the, yep. the, the the bright minds to come and work. And he said, when I'm trying to recruit somebody to move to Mississippi, a young person, for example, and they're evaluating their salary, he said, if if they're debating between going to Tennessee or to, or to Mississippi, they know coming here currently they got to pay a 5%, as he called it, penalty. They're paying 5% on their income. They're making 5% less by by coming to Mississippi, he said, "Now this puts me on a competitive, yeah, a, a scale. I can compete with Tennessee and attract that young person to come to Mississippi." Nine and that you could take that story and apply it over every business in the state of Mississippi. No question. I think nine other states in in this country have no state income tax. We that would is join. Correct. We would join their ranks. Most people are familiar with Texas, Florida, uh, which have none. I think Nevada is another one that doesn't have one. Uh, Tennessee taxes dividends and interest, doesn't tax income. And then, Mr. Speaker, I think you're aware, I know I am, and our, and our legislators from up in DeSoto County and the, and the bordering counties uh, on Tennessee line, there are folks there that would move into the state of oh, Mississippi. I, they've already told me about that. If it weren't for the income tax. They, they've already told me. I, and I, I hate to get off into anecdotes, but there is a professional athlete who is from Mississippi who lives, who wants to live in Mississippi, but he chooses to live in Collierville, Tennessee, because of the income tax. And the amount he has to pay is exorbitant. And so what we're 
we're also not getting is his his real estate and his property taxes and his car tag, right? Well, and, 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 and the point being, you would attract a lot of people to miss. Well, we see how the retirees move to Florida and other places, yeah. so it would make us just more competitive. No question about it. Mr. Speaker, it's been great to have you on today. Thanks so well, much. I want to for, thank you for your championing this. You've done a, a, an outstanding job of analyzing this and putting forward accurate information, and yeah. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. It's my pleasure. I, I believe in this. I think this is the right thing to do. You and I both love this state. We just want to see it do better. Absolutely. Thank you, Gerard. Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn has been our guest. Appreciate him coming in today. We'll take a break here. Be back with the final segment of the second hour on the JT Show, and then we've got Mississippi Outdoors Radio coming up at noon. Gallo here for the professionals at Watkins Construction and Roofing. I got to know these guys over the summer when just about everybody in the neighborhood replaced roofs from a spring storm. To keep a small roof problem from getting bigger, call the pros that can find damage the untrained eye can't. Watkins Construction and Roofing, the state's largest roofer. And there's a simple reason for that, customer satisfaction. Get a free inspection and they won't ask for upfront deposits. 601-966-8233, WatkinsConstructionInc.com. When the power goes out, your life is disrupted. Heat, air conditioning, refrigeration, phones, all gone. Be prepared for the next outage with a Generac Home Standby Generator. After sensing a power outage, a Generac Generator automatically restores your home's power, whether you're home or away. Power your life with a Generac Home Standby Generator. In Central Mississippi, contact Generator Technologies at 601-862-3419. That's 601-862-3419 or online at generator-tec.com. Ridgeland Medical Clinic is a proud sponsor of the Gallo Radio Show. Conveniently located in Ridgeland off Highway 51 North in the Oak Place Shopping Center. Call them to see Jody Adams today. Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. Hey, it's Rick from upstairs. Yeah, I take it seriously. When I play R&B at 1 in the morning, that's me saying, hey, I'm here for you. And I enjoy repetitive bass lines. I only use expired batteries in my smoke detectors. Nice, right? Yeah, upstairs neighbors help people forget their troubles. Give them something else to focus on. Ooh, want to see how high I can jump? Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor. No, wait, let me try again. But we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, I'm Shelby with Two Men in a Truck. Did you know that we aren't your regular moving company? We are equipped to move you across the country or even as easy as across town. Call us today for a free quote at 601-853-9644 or at twominintatruck.com. It's a midday agri-market report to expand broadband to more rural areas. A mix of different technologies and public-private partnerships are going to be needed than used in the future. Major issues with accurate mapping of where broadband is and high costs associated with the high-speed Internet are a few obstacles that must be overcome to expand high speed in rural areas. 
There were some of the topics as discussed in the Connectivity in Rural America session at the USDA's 97th Annual Agriculture Outlook Forum last week. A panel discussion followed three virtual presentations discussing how important rural broadband is and ways to improve the technology. Broadband Internet service in rural areas is mostly associated with fiber optic cables buried in the ground to run the high-speed Internet to the area. Some rural areas have these cables, while others do not. This creates two tiers of service in many regions. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is the Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Need a career, a job, an opportunity? If so, Mississippi Community Colleges are your affordable solution. As experts in training people for high-paying careers and connecting people to opportunities, Mississippi Community Colleges can help you achieve your dream. Visit your community college for more information on the My Best program and other career pathways. I'm Dr. Andrea Mayfield, Executive Director of the Mississippi Community College Board. For more information, email info at mccb.edu. Hey there, it's Jake Mangum. I love baseball, Mississippi, and Farm Bureau insurance. Throughout my college career, both Mississippi and Farm Bureau supported me immensely. It's no surprise to me that Farm Bureau continues to serve the Mississippi area with the same love they both showed me throughout college. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit FabRates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at MSFDINS.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Hey, hey, hey. Do you have an opinion on something you heard from JT or Rhino? Go ahead, grab your phone and text it to them. You can text at 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. The JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Everyone, the JT show continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Bunch of bunch of bunch of texts coming in. Appreciate that, folks. Appreciate the engagement, and hopefully, we are spreading facts. That's what we want to do. We want to cut through that which is not true and get to the facts, and then draw your own conclusions and make your assessment there. That's what we have to do, and. I felt like we got a lot of stuff cleared up, I hope, uh, from the speaker. Really appreciate him coming in and spending three segments with us, too, Rhino. Really do appreciate that. Uh, you know, look, and we talked when we were done, uh, uh, when we went to break, I should say. And I said, Mr. Speaker, you know, I'd love to see us eliminate all taxes. We, Of course. I mean, I'm for that. I don't like paying any taxes, frankly. I want to keep all my money. But also know that it is the lifeblood of government, and I'm for as small a government as we can have. I think I've made that clear in my year of being in this seat on this air. But I also know that 
changing that and getting to the core and cutting out what is unnecessary and not a function of government takes time. I'm all for it. Absolutely. But I think this approach is the best way to have a meaningful impact on the economic well-being of this state. And I can tell you, folks, I have run these models, and I did it just to show and to dispel any myths, any confusion about whether or not this is a net benefit to the vast majority of people in the state. And I know I've heard from, uh, as we have, and all the members of the legislature have, including the Speaker, the farmers, they don't want to pay the additional 2.5% they would have to pay on farm equipment. They're getting one heck of a deal that the rest of us don't get right now, and I think that's great, honestly. I wish I could get that deal when I was in business, and pretty sure that, that also farming operations do not incur sales taxes on the consumption of energy. They're, the only, I believe, the only commercial industry that does not, if I'm not mistaken. Somebody's listening to me that, that uh, has studied the uh, sales taxes also closely, and I did, and that's, the, that's what I was able to uh, determine. I think that's great. And I don't want them to pay more taxes, but I want them to consider, this is all I'm asking, consider the savings you will incur. If you can afford a $750,000 combine, that's what I'm told they cost. I don't know. I've never bought one. But on, on, on good faith estimates from people that are in the know about that, that's fantastic. And yes, you're going to incur, uh, what, $18,000 more or so of additional sales taxes. But just like the speaker said, you've got to spread that over the life of the combine. I don't know how long combines last. Do you have any idea, Rhino? Is it, what, 8, 10 years? Maybe. I'm just guessing. I don't know. I know it's more than one. So it's not like, well, I got, uh, it's going to cost me $18,000 a year more in sales taxes because I'm going to buy a combine every year. I'm pretty sure a $750,000 one. Pretty sure they don't do that. But you got to consider what are you saving in terms of income taxes? As of December 31st, 2017, new farm equipment and machinery is classified as a five-year MACRS property. Previously, machinery and equipment was classified as seven-year. Okay, so that's just the period of time over which it's depreciated. That doesn't necessarily mean that's the period of time that it will last, that it will continue to function and operate. And I realize there's maintenance ex- expenses that go along with that, but you got to take into account the savings on your income tax. You're paying 2.5% more on a $750,000 investment, but you're getting uh, essentially a 5%. Ultimately, when we totally abolish it, you're getting a a, a 5% decrease in your income tax bill. That's got to be taken into consideration. So 2.5% on this one purchase over here and 5% uh, benefit on your income. Also keep in mind that that uh, capital investments like that from a federal perspective, and it also applies at the state because the state recognizes the same rules. They're subject to bonus depreciation and Section 179 depreciation, which means you can expense it all in the year you buy it. And uh, even if that generates, which so if you bought a $750,000 uh, piece of farm equipment, you can expense all $750,000 and not depreciate it over its useful life in accordance with federal uh, rules and state rules as well. Even if that generates an operating loss, you can carry those back and forward against uh, past income tax and future income tax. 
So keep that in mind as well when you're doing those computations. We'll take a break here. We've got Super Talk News, Fox News. We'll come back with Mississippi Outdoors Radio. We've got the panel. We've also got Will Primos, founder of Primos Hunting, and Alex Littlejohn, state director of the Nature Conservancy. Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. Doses of another now-approved coronavirus vaccine are on their way around the country. The White House says nearly 4 million doses of Johnson & Johnson's new COVID vaccine are heading out to states, ready to go into arms tomorrow. U.S. COVID-19 deaths grew by 1,097 yesterday, putting us over the 513,000 mark, according to Johns Hopkins. Hospitalizations are at their lowest since early November. Fox's Tanya J. Powers. President Biden has a virtual meeting with Mexico's President Obrador this afternoon, and England's Prince Philip has moved to a hospital specializing in heart conditions. Buckingham Palace says Prince Philip has been transferred from one hospital here in London to another. It says the 99-year-old, the Queen's husband, will continue being treated for an infection, but will also undergo testing and observation for a pre-existing heart condition. Philip was admitted to the hospital 12 days ago. Fox's Simon Owen. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models. With tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra. The world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra. Available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental, where we create a comfortable environment for our patients. Capital Dental offers general and family dentistry and teeth whitening. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A DeSoto County first responder was reported missing on Friday. South Haven police are looking for leads, which will help them locate 32-year-old Rachel Ann Wallace. Her silver 2016 Nissan Rogue was found abandoned in Texas, and according to WCBI, her phone last pinged in Shreveport, Louisiana. Rachel is described as 5'3", weighs around 125, with brown hair and brown eyes. Vaccine eligibility in Mississippi has been expanded as of today. When new first-dose appointments become available, teachers and first responders are now able to sign up. The groups previously eligible, including health care workers, those over 65, and those with underlying health conditions can also still sign up at any time. Visit covidvaccine.ummc.edu for more details. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. 
Hey, y'all know that Mississippians love the great outdoors, right? Well, the time has come to invest in the future of Mississippi's greatest asset, our natural resources. And we can do this now with the passage of House Bill 1231. This landmark legislation creates an outdoor stewardship trust fund by using proceeds from existing sporting goods sales without raising any taxes. The trust fund will improve outdoor recreation, protect clean water, and promote agriculture conservation efforts and forestry operations opportunities and preserve our natural resources for future generations. So if your passion is hunting whitetail bucks or fishing the coastal marsh for redfish and specks or just enjoying outdoors with family and friends, then we all realize the importance of preserving nature as the heartbeat issue affecting our quality of life. So call your state senator and Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman and ask them to vote for House Bill 1231 because Mississippians love the great outdoors. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. Our state is still trying to recover after the ice storm, and Governor Tate Reeves joined America's news headquarters on Fox. He said one of the biggest challenges is trying to repair the water infrastructure. There's no doubt that the water system in a number of cities, but particularly here in the capital city of downtown Jackson, due in large part to many, many years of ignoring the challenges, really broke at the seams, and we're trying to work hard to get that back operating and functional. A North Mississippi company will supply ammo to the Army. Olin Winchester in Oxford was awarded a $37 million contract to provide three different types of bullets to the Army through 2026. The company received a sizable $75 million contract in 2020 that's set to be completed in May. For all the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. The Mississippi Office of Homeland Security wants to remind you that public safety is everyone's responsibility. To help Mississippians take part in securing their communities, our office has created a C-Send app for smartphones that can send suspicious activity tips straight to the Mississippi Fusion Center. Download it for free from your app store today by searching C-Send. You can also report suspicious activity by phone to 888-4-SAFE-MS or 601-933-7200. Online reporting available at homelandsecurity.ms.gov. This is Will Primo. I've spent my life outdoors and even made a career out of it. I've learned valuable lessons from being in God's great outdoors. Lessons like how much the health of our natural resources adds to all our lives. I hope you'll join me in supporting House Bill 1231. Your support gives us all a better place to call home and protects our natural resources for future generations. Please call your legislature and Lieutenant Governor Hosey and ask them to support House Bill 1231. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoors. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You're listening to Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show. Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show is presented by the Foundation for Mississippi Wildlife Fisheries and Parks. The Foundation supports projects associated with the Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks to protect and preserve Mississippi's wonderful wildlife heritage for generations to come. Time will spin. We'll take it to the desert, to the great wide shore. There's so much to see and do. Mississippi 
direct do I need to be? You're good. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mississippi Outdoors Radio on this Monday. In the studio today with us, Will Primos, the founder of Primos Hunting, and also Alex Littlejohn on again. For He's the state director from the Nature Conservancy of Mississippi. We've been talking a lot about this, uh, this bill, 1231, I believe it is, uh, House Bill 1231, or is it Senate Bill? House, house Bill, yeah, yeah, yeah. the House. Yeah, pass the House, right. Pass the House over in the Senate, and that's what I was thinking. And maybe we'll start, Alex, I'll let you give a little background on the bill and what we're attempting to do here with this legislation. Yeah, I, I appreciate y'all letting me be back on. You're going to get tired of hearing from me, I'm afraid. But uh, House Bill 1231 sets up the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund and would dedicate a portion of sales tax on sporting good items towards um, that particular fund in an effort to help implement conservation projects, public and private land projects across the state from south of Memphis all the way to Gulfport. And it's a it's no new taxes. It's just uh, dedicating a portion of existing sales tax on those sporting good items that we all use when we're outside and hunting and fishing and about with family and friends. Yeah, and it's uh, honestly, in the scheme of things, it's it's not a whole lot of money in the in the big picture of state government spending. But it's a lot of money relative to what we're trying to accomplish here. You know, in, in our world, um, the House Bill 1231 dedicates up to $15 million a year uh, into that fund. Um, we've seen other states. We're only one of two states in the southeast that doesn't have a similar effort. Uh, Georgia took, they were most recently passed some legislation. So to give you a kind of a, an idea, they took $20 million in their fund and turned it into $100 million. So we can take 15 every year and confidently tell you we're going to turn it into 70 to 80. I mean, that's that's a pretty pretty sizable impact to Mississippi, the economy, and, and everything that that relates to. But in, in my world, from a conservation standpoint, it's a, it would be a, a big boon for us. And that's be, and you may have said that's because of the, of the federal funding that would align with it, would match with the state investment in that respect. Right? That's right. There are, there are numerous federal sources out there that some of them passed in, uh, under the previous administration under Trump. Uh, for instance, the Great American Outdoor Act will dedicate nearly a billion a year to conservation and all you know across the u.s well you know mississippi needs to be at that table we need a piece of that pie and we want to see it come home so uh house bill 1231 would set up the means by which we could help we could go and pursue those as a state through various entities state and local governments uh non you know comfort conservation groups like the nature conservancy ducks unlimited delta wildlife and so forth but we could help leverage those funds, and uh, right now we're not a, we're not really able to pull the level of federal funding to Mississippi because we do not have a state dedicated conservation pot to do yeah. it. That's where you got to start. That's right. Got to start. You don't have that. You don't. You don't get the matching funds. Yeah. So, Will, uh, tell us a little bit about your background uh, for the benefit of everybody throughout the state. Probably know, uh, obviously, your name, and, and uh, you're somewhat of a famous person in the outdoors world and uh, have built a fine company through the years and and uh, made a living, frankly, off of uh, outdoor activity. Yes, well, thank you. So, uh, you know, I, I was born and raised hunting and fishing. My uncles and my dad were so great to make a lot of opportunity available. And in 1976, I started uh, making my own calls, primarily turkey calls. And uh, Buck Deerman, who's gone to his reward, he being his 90s now, if he was still living with a friend of mine, was really my encourager 
Um, one thing led to another, and we uh, we were able to go nationwide all over Canada, United States, and uh, a great part of Europe with certain products. But uh, I've traveled extensively. I've put feet on the ground. I've been in the beautiful mountains, the woods, the plains. Uh, just last year, I was in South Dakota on the Cheyenne River Sioux Reservation hunting upland birds, uh, sharp-tailed grouse. Hungarian partridge, I, I just incredible opportunities to see and to learn and to understand habitat. And I, I began to really put two and two together as a young kid and realized, hey, when things are, are ginning, it's better for so much of wildlife. The, 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 the water's cleaner, the, the, the woods are, are more productive. Um, so I began to be interested in conservation and, and um a lot of people don't really understand it, but I'll, I'll put it this way. Everything flows downstream. And if we have programs that are available to, to the landowners in the state of Mississippi who can put in conservation programs, it's going to benefit the public. I'll give you one example. Um, I bought a farm. I've now sold the farm, but I bought the farm in 2004. And probably 20 years before I bought that farm, it was surrounded by a body of water called Bear Creek, and people would line up to crappie fish. Well, there were no programs available, the education, they didn't understand conservation, uh, land was cleared too close to the stream, there weren't any cover crops, uh, the, the water table was pulled down on to try to irrigate, irrigate dry ground, to try to make it irrigatable and one thing or another. That creek filled in by the time i got the farm i heard all these stories about this crappie fishing but nobody fishes anymore because it's silted in well wouldn't it be great if we'd have had this program back then and we could have saved that creek and the general public could have had the great crappie fishing that would have been available to them so benefiting both private and public uh lands is, is so important and there's so many landowners that don't Small landowners, medium landowners don't have the funds, don't have – they're barely able to keep up with managing their property and paying taxes. Yeah. Uh, public ground, they ain't got to pay taxes. The state doesn't pay taxes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've been talking about that today. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this program just infatuated me when I, when I got a call from Alex and began to understand what the program was and looked at Georgia and looked at the programs that they approved, they got a board – a board that makes the decisions and makes recommendations and oh my gosh then you talk about that much money entering the economy you hire a contractor who hires subcontractors who hires employees yeah. who, who buys raw materials who turns it into product be that gravel be be that riprap but whatever it might be to make that uh, program better and then you talk about riding bicycles and bird watching and i mean hunters pay for everything right but i'm willing to pay for it if you want to come ride your bike and watch birds you ain't paid a dime i'll pay for it i yeah. just want you to conserve it yeah yeah that makes perfect sense so uh what would you say to those who who might have a little heartburn over the fact that some of this money being public money uh, state and federal might be invested in conservation activities on private lands. And they, they may have an objection to that. I'll say it again. Everything flows downstream. Yeah. If you don't if you don't clean the water, if you don't make the practices that give you better uh, opportunities to, for for, bet, for cleaner water, less erosion, it, it you're just losing the battle if you don't do it. 
And uh, that's what this program does. It, but it's got to be submitted. You, you got to think up the program. You got to find the matching funds, and then you got to submit. Well, in a, in a state that's look, Mississippi is ninety percent privately held. Yeah. If you're going to have an impact at scale for conservation, you're going to have to incorporate the private land, private yeah. landowner. You know, out of Leopold, in my world. And if you're a conservationist or, or you're anybody that appreciates the outdoors, you know, I had a quote, conservation will ultimately boil down to re- rewarding the private landowner who conserves the public interest. So it's a, it's just you're marrying public and private opportunities because maybe we have an opportunity to do a large-scale um, restoration project on National Forest, but at the same time, Mississippi Forestry Commission could help those surrounding landowner, private landowners put fire on the ground on their their particular property. And, um, you know, what's interesting is whenever a, conserv- a federal uh, conservation funding pot becomes available, without question, Mississippi always has either double or triple the need than what can we can pay for from a federal pot. Yeah. And so you have you start to put the tools in the toolbox. This is the biggest one we can apply from a state level. We're going to start to help address that need and meet that need at a scale and a pace that matters. And um, you're just not going to get the impact you want uh, or that we desire without the private landowner at play. And yeah. this is already happening. The Farm Bill supports private, private conservation on private lands. Um, this is not a new model. This is a model that's being used in every state. And... Um, that's you know that's where I would go with it from a private lands perspective. And that farm bill, let's let's just think about it for a minute. We'll so, hold that thought, man. All right, we got we got to take a break right there. We'll come back and talk it. about it. We'll take a break here on Mississippi Outdoors Radio. We'll be back with more with Will Primos and Alex Littlejohn. Stay with us. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. 
It's time for the annual RJ's Outboard Open House, March 12th through the 13th. Want to win a free boat? Then come on out to RJ's Outboard on Old Fannin Road between now and March 13th and register to win a brand new boat, motor, and trailer package courtesy of G3 Boats and Yamaha Outboards. While you're there, be sure to check out all of the G3 Boats and Yamaha Outboards RJ's has to offer. Boat drawing will be held Saturday, March 13th at 3 p.m. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road at the Reservoir. Are you an employee or employer in search of flame-resistant clothing that'll protect your arms and legs but won't cost you an arm and a leg? Well, ESI Supply has you covered, literally, with full coveralls, button-down long sleeves, two-button cotton pullovers, and jeans to go with them. ESI Supply is your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. If we don't have it, we can get it at prices that won't burn the pocketbook. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. And online at ESISupply.net. ESI Supply, your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. Realtors and homeowners, listen up. When it's time to buy, sell, or most importantly, move, that's when you call two men in a truck. Let us take the worry out of moving so you can focus on what's important. Visit twomenandatruck.com. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated, especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd love to help you. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Jackson area attorneys online at CordellCordell.com. Office in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Free background information available upon request. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson everyone mississippi outdoors radio on this monday the first day of march in the studio will primos and alex littlejohn we're talking about hb 1231 uh trying to get some money to conserve the great outdoors of the state of mississippi so go ahead with your thought will before we went in on well, the you're break. talking about uh, conservation on private lands uh that, that feeds directly to to the public um i said earlier Everything flows downstream. Let me give you an example. Through the Farm Bill, the government has programs. The FDA has has, has programs. <clears throat> I'm sorry. The Farm FSA and NRCS offices of uh, the, the run the Farm Bill. They have programs where they give a, a farmer an incentive to put out less fertilizer. Yeah. Uh, they have it's, it's, and, and and they variable rate that fertilizer if he needs it over here put it over on those five acres if he doesn't need any fertilizer over here don't put it so it conserves fertilizer that ends up downstream that ends up somewhere into the water system Uh, same thing for cover crops Uh, there's so many programs that benefit the general public and like alex said earlier probably I don't know. What'd you say? Ninety-five percent of the ninety percent yeah, of Mississippi is privately held. Privately held, and so if you don't involve the private sector, you don't in, you don't 
benefit the public as much. We need to give the incentive, both the public and private, to benefit the public. Alex, 90 percent, that seems kind of high, outsized for a state, right? I mean, it, I mean yeah. uh, some states, it's just the opposite, frankly. Some of the states out west oh, yeah, where, the, where the government uh, owns more than the private uh, sector does. But I just had a thought about this. Don't, don't you guys think that a private landowner, if, the, if they knew that this was going to uh, be an investment on their property to, to improve it or preserve it, they are likely inclined to invest more of their own money as well to enhance that asset. Yeah, a lot of those a lot of those programs for private lands conservation um, do request or require the landowner add. You know, they have some skin in the game. Yeah, financial skin in the game. They right. require that before they're going to allow um, public funds to be spent on private property. So, absolutely, I would tell you. You know, like I told you earlier, there's the need has always been double or triple than the available funds that are out there to do the work. Yeah. And that just right there is a testament to the desire of the Mississippi landowner for conservation, preservation, restoration on their property. And, look, we we take it for granted. Mississippi brought you Primo's hunting. They brought you Mossy Oak. Yeah. They brought you Drake Outdoors. When we talk about conservation in Mississippi, it is just synonymous to our everyday we might as well be talking about a preacher at the church. Yes. We might as well be talking about a cup of coffee down at the grocery store. I mean it's just it's in our it's innate. It's in, it's rooted in us in a way that we just we understand it at a at a level that most and I'm not disparaging any other states, but Mississippi just understands and their sense of place is strong. Yeah. So to have a desire in conservation on private lands, that does not surprise me in the least. You know, we're you know, it just it makes sense to me. It's interesting, Alex, the number of organizations that support this bill that are Absolutely. actively pursuing it. Run run call some of those out. Yeah, so you asked me earlier about a House Bill 1231, and a, and a group of organizations, uh, Nature Conservancy included, got together and formed a coalition. And, we, you know, those groups are Wildlife Mississippi, the Foundation for the Department of Wildlife, Fishery, and Parks, Ducks Unlimited, Delta Wildlife, Delta Council, and obviously the Nature Conservancy. So you've got seven, six, seven entities there that are in this every day. And we can tell you um, without one question that this is a tremendous opportunity for Mississippi to step up to the plate in a manner that we have not um, on the federal level to be able to pull some of those resources home. Uh, I really don't understand uh, you know, what the what the fuss is really all about. The executive director of, of Wildlife Mississippi is James Cummins. Okay. And he's he's written some incredible pieces uh and I'll, I'll quote him a little bit here uh it, it's all about conservation as we advance conservation policy for the next generation we must find ways for all of us as diverse agencies organizations and individuals who don't always agree to work together as coalitions to address common challenges and opportunities we must work across political party lines, get to know our elected officials, their record on conservation issues, and help them understand why supporting these issues is politically important. Except for the late 1800s, at no other time in history has conservation been at such a crossroads in North America, where we have the capacity to still make a significant positive impact on it and that is to the benefit of the general public their health and welfare yeah 
Yeah, there's no question about that. So what what do you hear in, in the public, guys? What I mean, I know you've been discussing this quite a bit. It's been a, a high yeah. degree of focus for you, absolutely, uh, and other organizations that are joining in the uh, in the effort. What's the public say about this? So we did some polling back in 19 and 2020. Look, 2020 is a blur, but yeah, late, late 19, <laughs> 20. But, yeah. but the polling um, was actually not a surprise. Uh, 75% of Mississippians supported uh, establishing the Outdoor Stewardship Trust. They supported the means, um, supported it at the same level to establish it by, as a, a, an allocation of existing sales tax and not a new tax, which is exactly what's in House Bill 1231. And that is exactly what we see when these measures go to the ballot. When they go to the ballot in other states, Georgia passed, it was 83%. Look, we, we've all been involved in politics and watching the news the last few years. There's not 83% of much anymore that gets that, gets that level of support. Yeah. And... Um, you know, at the end of the day, I know Mississippians will support this. The polling shows it. The the other states show this, and it uh, doesn't surprise me a bit. So we got – it's passed the House, mm-hmm. and we've got broad public support. What's going to happen in the Senate, do you think, at this point? What do you hear? So we have till tomorrow to get it out of the committees on March 2nd, I believe, and it's hard for me to believe it. March 2nd. I, I mean, <laughs> agree. I swear we I blinked and it was Christmas, but March 2nd. <laughs> and uh, we'll have a – we understand that that, that bill is moving through, and um, we'll see what the Senate comes up with out of committee, and we'll come together and see where House Bill 1231 sits after that. And hopefully we'll – you know, we look forward to having something we can work with, and hopefully we'll have something that the state of Mississippi can be proud of. Well, if, if we can make that happen – uh, I think it would be a good thing for the state of Mississippi. I, I just don't understand why there's the objections. And I know you and I have talked about that as well. But the, the main one I hear is that there, there's some degree of concern about public money going to private lands, private property, or just private entities, I guess, even if that's an individual in this case. And But this is a situation where we're capitalizing so much, leveraging so much what's available to us from the federal government. That's and right. and so it, it's a is a business matter that makes a lot of a lot of sense. Uh, it's just hard to, for me to believe we can't uh, see the light on that and get that through. Well, it so, could be public or private land. Oh, I get but, it. Yeah. But ninety percent of that's private Mississippi, so you'd have to assume that most mm-hmm. of that would go to to private private land. But uh, and it's protecting again assets that I think are critical. Uh, to our economy and certainly critical to our future. And, and you know, we didn't even talk about a little bit, Will, you touched on is just the, the downstream effects of that investment and protection of those assets. And, you know, the other thing is I think it's just human nature. Do you, do you not agree, guys, that when you improve something and make it better, you have a tendency to maintain it at that level? It's, it's – uh, Am I making sense no, there? No, no, Look, and that's what we want to do here with these funds. We want to take care of what we have. Um, I think Mississippi's always been kind of a, that notion. I'll give you an example. We were talking about outside funds, and I was talking to Ed Penny with Ducks Unlimited this morning. He's their GR. He's their policy director across the southeast, and, you know, bless his heart, he's, he's running from New Mexico to South Carolina. But because of that breadth, he under you know he sees other states and what they're able to pull together as far as leveraging funds and he gave me a little bit of information this morning he just you know short talk North American Wetland Conservation Act every duck hunter that buys a duck stamp yeah that that duck stamp those funds go into a pot of money that we call we refer to it as NALCA the okay. North American Wetland Conservation Act yeah well those funds are then divvied back out to states to do wetland conservation on properties 
Well, in the last 30 years since NALCA was in, enacted, Mississippi has received roughly $13.5 million over 30 years. Okay. South Carolina has received 50 Wow. <laughs> Texas has received 50 Our brethren to the west, Arkansas, 30 You know, it's just... You know that's what we're that's where we're not moving the needle in terms of being. We want to be at that table and we want to be able to compete for those funds and bring those funds home. And, and, and wetland restoration is so important to the general public. Sure, some people think it's only for the duck hunter. Yeah, that's not true. Yep, it's it's wetlands. It's our filtration system. It's Got what it. filters our water that ends up in the water table that we end up drinking. Good point. We'll take a break right here. We'll come back with more on Mississippi Outdoors Radio. In the house, my friend Lee Garland of EXP. What's happening, Lee? 2020 was an incredible year. We sold hundreds of houses. As a matter of fact, and thank you, you took care of a family member. What was so unique about selling that home was the buyer who bought it, bought it sight unseen. They bought it from the videos, photos, and drone footage that we shot. They did not actually step foot in the house until the week before closing. Share with us some of the other advantages of the marketing campaign. One of the things that we do is we give sellers options. We give them the option of assurance, convenience and the ability to get top dollar on their property. If the seller needs the assurance that their house is going to sell, we can guarantee that sale. If it doesn't sell at the end of the listing agreement, we'll buy it. And that's what makes you guys the leader in the market. We are the number one team in central Mississippi. We spend more money marketing properties than anybody else. We have an advertising budget of almost a half a million dollars where the average agent only spends 250 to $500 a month. Go to LeeWillBuyIt.com or call us at 601-983-1130. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. Quality Preschool, Toddler, and Infant Care. Little Acorns Child Development Center. Now accepting applications for toddlers and infants. 601-965-5002. Little Acorns Child Development Center. 100 West Capitol Street in downtown Jackson at the Dr. A.H. McCoy Federal Building. We're accepting applications for both federal and non-federal children. You will go crazy for Little Acorns, where me, Sammy the Squirrel, will provide tons of fun, fun, fun. Here at Little Acorns, we provide developmentally appropriate curriculums, low staff-to-child ratios, degreed early childhood teachers in all rooms, delicious, healthy breakfast, lunch, and snacks. All teachers certified in infant and child CPR and pediatric first aid. Designated drop-off with health safety temperature screenings at our safe, secure, modern, and spacious facility. Call now for a spot for your Little Acorn today. 601-965-5002. Tell them Sammy sent you. Hi, I'm Dale Danks with the Danks, Miller & Cord Firm. Our office represents clients and businesses across Mississippi. If you need a lawyer you can trust and who will fight for you, don't compromise. Danks, Miller & Corey online at DanksMillerCorey.com. Ace Bolton Screw Company. 
locally owned and operated for over 50 years. Come by and check out our newly remodeled store. We serve your entire fastener, safety equipment, and tool needs. We've got all the biggest brands of power tools and hand tools. DeWalt, Milwaukee, Makita, Channel Lock, Irwin, and Lennox, just to name a few. Let us help you get the job done right. Come see us at Ace Bolton Screw Company, Jackson, Tupelo, Atlanta, and Gluckstadt. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A DeSoto County first responder was reported missing on Friday. South Haven police are looking for leads, which will help them locate 32-year-old Rachel Ann Wallace. Her silver 2016 Nissan Rogue was found abandoned in Texas, and according to WCBI, her phone last pinged in Shreveport, Louisiana. Rachel is described as five foot three, weighs around 125, with brown hair and brown eyes. Vaccine eligibility in Mississippi has been expanded as of today. When new first-dose appointments become available, teachers and first responders are now able to sign up. The groups previously eligible, including health care workers, those over 65, and those with underlying health conditions can also still sign up at any time. Visit covidvaccine.ummc.edu for more details. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Before your next trip into the great Mississippi outdoors, make sure you stop by your neighborhood Gateway Tire and Service Center, where we go the distance for you. No matter where the road takes you, Kenda has a tire designed for your journey. On the road, on the trail, or on the racetrack, you can count on Kenda quality. For the past 50 years, Kenda's been building a better tire for life's most demanding activities. Actually, they overbuilt them to ensure you succeed safely in everything you do. Stop by any Gateway Tire and Service Center near you for the largest selection of Kenda tires in Mississippi. While you're there, don't forget Gateway's ASC certified mechanics are trained to diagnose and repair your car or truck with honest customer service. Gateway Tire and Service Centers offers lube oil and filter changes, engine diagnostics, belts, hoses, brakes, wheel alignment, and of course tires, just like Kenda. Designed for your journey. Gateway Tire and Service Centers supports Mississippi outdoors. And of course, we go the distance for you. Wake up with Gallo. Go to bed with Bongino. It's kind of like the radio version of a panino. Yeah, that's right, a panino. A radio panino with all sorts of good and gooey Mississippi ingredients right in the middle. Deliciously addictive. Paul Gallo, mornings at 6. And Dan Bongino, late nights at 11. The perfect way to start and end your day on Super Talk Mississippi. up to ACDC. I love the music. I just absolutely love the music. Keep it going, baby. Keep it going. Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the air with you. We've got Will Primos and Alex Littlejohn in the studio. So 
Uh, Will, you were talking about some of the other private entities that have uh, gotten on board in support of this uh, legislation. Yeah, well, it, the, the legislation as it is written now, uh, the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund, um, it's got some, I think it's got some wonderful accountability built into it and transparency. And I wanted Alex to uh, talk a little bit about that and how that, as, as it's written right now, how that works. Yeah, so it sets up a a board that is both public and private, or made up of public and private individuals. So on the public side, you have your state forester, uh, executive director of Soil and Water, uh, executive director of Department of Marine Resources, director of Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fishery, and Parks, and the commissioner of Ag. And they would serve as non-voting members, but they serve as a backdrop to be able to assess or provide input on projects as they're coming in through the application process. Then your voting members are set up and appointed, three of which would be appointed by the governor, four of which would be appointed by the lieutenant governor. Okay. So there's some oversight there, and the the private individuals have to have a background in either finance, real estate, natural resources, so that they're aware of the the funds or the projects, what they would go toward, and this is something that's, you know, in their ballpark. And the impact they would have right. on the areas of expertise that they have. That's right. And just for an example, we were talking about need earlier. Um, that oversight is critical because what I'm afraid we will see, and this is a good problem, is what Georgia saw. So Georgia had $20 million their first year to give out in their fund. Well, they received almost $80 million in applications. So you really have to have that sound transparent oversight with people that are knowledgeable of the resource to be able to go, okay, here are the projects that rank out that make the biggest impact and bring the most leverage to the table while also making, you know, the helping move the needle uh, on the conservation side as as much as we can. And and bottom line, which ones are going to benefit the general public the most? How how do we deliver something for their health and welfare? That's right. And and in Georgia, and I keep going back to Georgia because there are our closest state to us that most recently has has enacted similar legislation, has gone through this process, and actually has divvied out their first year of funds, you know, they put, you know, half of their funding went into city parks, walking trails, uh, blue trails, and, and public land. So um, they helped move the needle. I mean, they were able to leverage that money. They turned essentially turned 20 into 100 by leveraging uh, roughly $80 million in additional federal funds down to Georgia. And, Gerard, I'll say again, look at the economy. And if you understand the economy, it's money trading hands and, and boiling over and taxes being paid. And, and so you turn 20 into, what, 70, almost $80 million in Georgia, and all that gets spent. Well, I told you guys, I think, Alex, when I had you and Ed on last week, the thing that struck me the most that I still had that image kind of emblazoned in my head is when I looked at that map. And I think it was brilliant to include that in in the marketing uh, flyer. But that map that shows the states from Texas to the west all the way up to North Carolina and the east and everything in between, and it's just this glaring hole right on top of Mississippi where there's zero dollars going into this effort. That's right. And, um, you know, we want to be able to be at that table. And look, we're backed by people that support us that are not may, maybe not be a, a member of our coalition, but I'll kind of run down who has sent us a letter of support or who has reached out and issued their support. But first off, the NRA. I mean, that's no small entity. Mossy Oak, 
Yeah. Obviously, you know Mr. Primos to my yeah. to my right, National Wild Turkey Federation, the Boone and Crockett um, Association, CCA, Delta Waterfowl, um, Congressional Sportsman's Foundation. I mean, these are people that are in this every day that really support House Bill 1231 because they know the impact it will have not only on the state, not only on conservation, but also on the economy because yeah. they're seeing those same results in other states. I mean, I mean those Mississippi doesn't exactly have money growing on trees. This money is sitting there, but we can't access it unless we have this vehicle to do so. Gotcha. Well, uh, like I said, I, it, we are at risk if we don't take advantage of this uh, in that the other states are going to continue to improve uh, their outdoors uh, at our expense, frankly, to a great extent. And that does nothing but hurt our economy, not to mention our environment and our and our most precious asset from an overall state perspective, besides our great people, which is our fantastic outdoors. Hey, look, and, and Will will tell you this. He's more well-traveled than I am. Mississippi has an asset in their backyard that, that we have just known all our life. It's very special. And people come to Mississippi to experience that. I mean, oh, they ask me all the time. I didn't know y'all had deer. <laughs> I didn't know you had that much <laughs> deer. Man, the turkey yeah. hunt. I want to come down there and turkey hunt. You we got more deer than people. Yeah. I know. I know. And and, and that word yeah. has gotten out. And what we what we want to do is, you know, we want to bring more attraction to Mississippi because they're going to bring their, their money with them. And they're going to spend it here, and they're going to support support small businesses, but that's going to further conservation. Yeah. I mean, that's just going to further feed into that fund so that we can cycle that back out, go get more federal funds, really start taking care of something that's real special to us. And I I was telling the story the other day, and I may have said it here, I may have said it in in another conversation outside of here, but I used to work for the Corps of Engineers up on Sardis Lake. Yeah. And crappie season is always always a big time on the four flood control reservoirs. If you if you don't know it, just go over there mid March to first of May. In one parking lot, I, I looped through with my boss at the time. We counted seventeen different states represented by represented by the cartex in one parking lot. Wow! At Sardis Lake, I won't tell you the boat ramp because I'm not going to give away all the crappie <laughs> secrets on the on the radio. I may have a few spots still in my back pocket. But that right there in and of itself is just one little nugget of people that want to come to Mississippi that are coming for what we got. Yeah. So, Will, I, yeah. you're a figure man. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody said to me, well, I, I don't like I don't know, so I like taking money out of the general fund. Well, it's a drop in the bucket, number one. Or you take this 15 million third year and you turn that into 60, mm-hmm. 60 million and you let that money get spent and get it generated, I'd like to know, I'd like to see your figures on how much that would add back to the general fund. Yeah, a lot of factors enter into that, but I think it's pretty common sense. Just to exactly what Alex said, if you're filling up the parking lot with people coming in from out of state, spending their their money, uh, leveraging these assets, which, by the way, Sardis, fantastic. And I, and I, I, I want Alex to know, all those cars that were crappie fishing, I bet some of them had shotguns in the boat. Well, that's probably there, right. There's core land along that lake, and a turkey might gobble while you're jerking that crappie out, and then you can push that boat up there and go get you a turkey. You, you're exactly right. But I will uh, – God, that brings back a lot of good memories. But – the one thing about it, though, if we're not making the investment in the fund, we're not going to see that. We're well, not going to see that come back. Well, so in the finance world, and, you know, I, I bought companies and went through this exercise a 100 times, it's it's a return on investments, what they call ROI, 
And this is a situation that has a handsome ROI. A huge ROI. A great ROI. And and at no point in the history of the U.S. have we had such historic levels of available conservation funding at the federal level. How about that? And it's to drop in the bucket for sure at the federal level. But to your point, Will, you're talking about $15 million on a $6.5 billion annual uh, general fund budget. You know, my my feel on the, on that is if is that we could we could find some way somehow to offset that you know through other stuff that we spend money on that doesn't frankly have as great an ROI. This is a an asset we have to protect. Well, remember, the ROI can be financial, but that the ROI can also be to the welfare. Remember, sure. walking, riding sure. a bike, getting outside, point. and also cleaner air and cleaner water well and i would argue that when when you feel better and your quality of life is improved in that respect just like you said well you're probably going to be more productive and produce more income for yourself and whomever you work for if you do uh which of course circulates its way throughout finds its way throughout the economy and and uplifts everybody and that's the objective i mean that's what hb 1231 does i couldn't have said it better And, and look we know based on department of revenue numbers that the percent or the number associated with sales tax uh, associated with uh, sporting good items runs about 30 million. So really all we're asking for is to invest half of that back in conservation. Makes sense. I mean, and we can turn around and go get double that 30 with just half of that investment because we can leverage it all day long. Well, and and that's assuming that the um, the purchases of those items in those stores doesn't increase, which I believe it will if we improve this asset. Hey, look, be more if, those, in if those crappie fishermen and, and and turkey hunters are coming down, it may be more turkey hunters and more bullets. So, <laughs> you know. I like it. <laughs> I bet you do. That's fantastic. That's the way it works. We'll take a break right here. We'll come back with a final segment on Mississippi Outdoors Radio. Stay with us. Les England for Clark's Construction. The kind of work that Jerry's done for me includes you know, minor repairs like rotting wood, remodeling uh, the master bath, uh, putting new French doors on the back of the house. He understands what he's doing, and he usually points out you know, why I've had problems and not only how to fix it, but how to fix it so the problem doesn't recur. I think Jerry's trustworthiness is beyond reproach. Call 601-214-9463. Clark's Construction, a company you can trust. You already know that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. 
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide key technology solutions to power your business, like temperature kiosks, smart security systems, backfile scanning, managed IT services, digital lockers, and more. RJ Young will help you to ensure safety and productivity in the workplace. To learn more, visit rjyoung.com slash covid Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at The Range in Gluckstadt. This month, we'll be celebrating the anniversary of our first year in business. My wife, Jane, never misses a chance to remind me how bad my timing was to open a retail gun store right at the start of a global pandemic. But thanks to many of you, we've had a great year. Plus, we've made a lot of new friends. We have ammo arriving daily, and you will find our prices to be the lowest in the area. We'll be offering specials all month to celebrate me proving my wife wrong. So I hope you'll come see us. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. This is baseball player and fellow Mississippian, Jake Mangum. There are a lot of reasons to be proud of my home state. Mississippi State Baseball is one of the reasons, and Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance is another. The dedicated team at Farm Bureau works hard to give me and the rest of their customers the best service possible. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Heading to the coast to hit the casinos. Or maybe just a relaxing getaway for a few days. When you drive to the coast, tune to 106.3 Casino Radio for all casino promotions. And exciting things to do while you're there. And it's not just casinos. Casino Radio has everything you'll want to know to make your stay on the coast an amazing one. From all of the great restaurants, nightlife, recreation, and more. Casino Radio has it all. So when you're on the coast, discover everything that's happening. From 106.3 Casino Radio. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson Welcome back, everyone. Mississippi Outdoors Radio. Will Primos, Alex Littlejohn, our guest in the studio today. And so, 
we were uh, talking about, we talked about all the various organizations that are totally on board with HB this. HB 1231. Yeah, with HB 1231 passed the House over in the Senate. 117 to 2. Wow. Yeah. Big thanks to the Speaker, Representative Bounds, Kincaid, Lamar. Been great for us. Yeah, had Been Representative great. Bounds uh, on the show last week uh, discussing the legislation and. And of course, he's on board with us, and then pretty much aligned with our thoughts on on this. Uh, I think important measure as well. So uh, we're certainly in good shape there. But of course, we're now waiting for the Senate. Uh, have you had any conversations, guys, over in uh, with senators to kind of see their their general temperature on this? Yeah, we've been talking to each and every senator, and uh, we're in a position where we just can't take you know any any vote for granted. And um, you know, I've said it on here before. <clears throat> I can't, um, I can't tell you the the significant success that we've had with Delbert in the past on, or Lieutenant Governor Hoseman in the past on conservation issues. You know, Phil Bryant WMA does not happen without uh, Lieutenant Governor Hoseman. Cat Island restoration preservation doesn't happen without him. Um, also, the Tidelands funds and the Coastal Preserve, you know, a lot of the marsh down there, Delbert had his, you know, as a Secretary of State, had his fingerprints on making sure that that was, that was conserved. He so, did a great job with his involvement. He did. He did. He's, he's a conservationist, and because of those past successes, I trust that we'll have a, a, a bill that we can work with and that Mississippi will be proud of when it comes out of the Senate. And just to talk like Cat Allen and the Bryant Wildlife Management Area, what if somebody submitted a program to give access in so that people could get into those places and enjoy them. I mean, that could be something that could be applied for That's through right. this bill. That's right. Public access was a, one of the components that was applied for through the Georgia most recent Georgia application. Yeah. So you're exactly right. You're exactly right. But, yeah, we, we look forward to seeing what the Senate what comes out of the Senate and trust that we'll have something we can work with and we can be proud of. Have you heard from the lieutenant governor, and, and do you have any idea where he stands on this? I haven't heard from him directly, but to be honest with you, I imagine he's so bogged down with some other issues yeah. that he's just trying to, you know, as my grandmother used to say, running from can to can't right now. So <laughs> I haven't heard from him directly. What about any concerns expressed that you may have heard about the, the governance structure? It, uh, because I believe the money is allocated uh, is a lump sum, if you will, or in total. The legislature, let, let's put it differently, does it determine exactly how it is dispersed and what, uh, where it is, what it funds? That's right. Specifically, and, and the reason uh, part of the language in House Bill twelve thirty one to help you know address some of that was that the private individuals that the three that are appointed by the governor, the four that are appointed by the lieutenant governor, we want those people to have a background in finance we want them to have a background either in finance natural resources forestry um, conservation of some extent so that they can understand a little more eloquently than the average individual on hey look these are these are the public's funds we want to administer them very conservatively we want transparent oversight but we want the biggest bang for our buck and we want to move the needle on conservation. And the key here, it's a non-compensatory uh, position, uh, being a member of this board. And the key here is appointing good people. That's uh, right. I mean, it, Smart you know, people. No, no substitute for that that uh, cannot be influenced by the outside forces, as I said with the speaker <laughs> earlier today. But that's the key here. And I think, for the most part, um, our our statewide leaders, speaker, lieutenant governor, governor, that generally have 
the authority to make appointments to boards like this. This is similar, is it not, Alex? Correct, and and we want every city and county from Memphis to, and I include Memphis because it's the adopted town, right? But yeah. all, you know, from Memphis all the way down to Gulfport, we want every city and county to have the ability to pursue these funds, whether it be for a walking trail, a biking trail, a blue trail, a new city park, private land conservation in that county, whatever it may be. And so that board makeup should consist of people that, you know, are from different parts of the state as well. Yeah. So that you have a broad range of disbursement of those funds, too. We saw, I mean, if you look at Georgia's most recent uh, application process and um, the bill, the the, excuse me, the projects that were awarded, it does kind of span across the state. Yeah. So, again. Well, you, you, you have to, again, uh, you have to appoint good people that you trust. It's no different than when you hire people in a private company. You just hey, got to start out with hiring good people. Mississippi's got good people, and um, those good people will have a lot of fun um, administering this and doing good work because it's for the betterment of Mississippi. And, and also good people would not have conflicts of interest. That's right. That's right. And that would be essential. I know we've seen this just uh, anecdotally in my role on the lottery, you know, how that works. We're restricted, non-compensatory, can't play, can't have any interest in any of them. I mean, you just go down the list, and that's what keeps everything only up That's what we can do, Will. We can just go hit the lottery. (laughs) There you go. We can just go hit the lottery, baby. (laughs) Will, Alex, appreciate you guys coming in and joining us today on Mississippi Outdoors Radio. Uh, Rhino and I will be back with you tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Stay safe. God bless, everyone. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.